Shut the fuck up. Don't nobody want to hear that shit. You already know what it is. WGAG Radio. In association with the Sublime Oracles. Present another Don Nicoleon production. Out of the mouths of babies. Injustice done to anyone in the scriptures? Hell yeah, motherfucker! Even from the very beginning when Cain slew Abel, who according to your Bible stories was considered the good son and Cain was considered the bad son, when they were both told to offer a sacrifice to God, only Abel was respected in Genesis 4-5. Then in Genesis 4-8, Cain killed Abel. What did God do for Abel when this injustice was done to him? And Abel was righteous, right? What did God do for Abel? God ain't do shit for Abel. He helped Cain when he was afraid that he would be killed when he was sent to the outer field. So what about Noah? I know God didn't do Noah wrong. Bullshit. Noah was a just man and he was a perfect man in his generation. He walked with God as stated in Genesis 6-9. God told him to build an ark in the middle of the desert, making him the subject of laughter and ridicule. And what's so fucked up about it, he had to leave his wife and his son to drown in the motherfucking flood. According to the Islamic story, that's what the Muslims believe. And after the flood was over, Noah planted a vineyard and got drunk. Then his son Ham looked at him naked, which resulted in the grandson Canaan and his seed being cursed. Now you tell me, what did God do for Noah? And this shit about to get better too, because I'm going to talk about Abraham. Hagar was the wife of Abraham and the daughter of Imhotep, who was known as the father of chemistry. Hagar was given as a gift to Abraham. Sarah, his first wife, was barren because of the operation given to her by the Pharaoh's wives when she and Abraham journeyed to Egypt so she could not give birth to a child and take over Egypt. However, she became jealous after Hagar bore their first son, Ishmael. God opened Sarah's womb and she had Isaac. Ill feelings third and Hagar was removed from the household and sent wandering in the desert with her child. Couldn't God have just opened Sarah's wound in the beginning to avoid envy and jealousy and Hagar being cast out having Abraham to make the grave decision of his son's life once again? Now you tell me what did God do for them? Now I got another one for you. Dina, the daughter of Leah, and Jacob was raped by her wife in Genesis chapter 34 because he saw her and wanted her. This resulted in her brother seeking revenge, committing murder, all of the males of the Hivite tribe. What did God do for them? Not a goddamn thing. Let me tell you about Moses. Moses' mother had to abandon him as a baby to save his life. Through the whole book of Exodus, Moses had to keep going back and forth to the Pharaoh who was stubborn and wouldn't listen. Moses and children of Israel were subjected to plagues such as lice, flies, and frogs. Then they were still wandering around in the wilderness for 40 fucking years for a promise. 
Some never even seen the promised land along with Moses, who never made it to this land of milk and honey, which later suffered a famine. What did God do for them? And where was God for David? David cries all through the goddamn book of Psalms. He prays to God to rescue him in chapter 35. He prays for help in chapter 40. He asks for protection in chapter 44. And in chapter 69, he cries of distress. Where was God for David? And was God even there for Job? Hell motherfucking no. Job, who was perfect and upright in the sight, stayed away from evil and feared God. He had a nice family, servants, land, flocks, basically well off. First, Job's flocks was taken away. Then his servants was killed, some consumed by fire that broke out. A great wind knocked his house down and killed his brother. And what did Job do? He fell to the ground and worshipped. Then after that, this perfect and upright man was stricken with boils from the sole of his feet to the top of his head. Not only that, his wife and friends ridiculed him. And what was God doing for Job? Damn, God old dirty ass cracker. So what about Jeremiah? Jeremiah? Jeremiah cried all through the goddamn book of Lamentations about the destruction and sorrows of Jerusalem and appealed to God for mercy. What did God do for them? Now let me tell you about John the Baptist, what God didn't do for this motherfucker. John the Baptist was a religious man who preached in the wilderness about the coming of Jesus Christ and also baptized him. What was God doing when John was sent to prison and beheaded? Now let me tell you what God didn't do for his own damn son, Jesus, who was the son of God taught people of the kingdom of God. He healed people, fed the hungry, turned water into wine, and raised people from the dead. First of all, Jesus was born in a manger, better known as a homeless shelter, because he had no place to stay. Then he was almost killed as an infant and had to flee, and that's in Matthew 1.14. And as an adult, he was ridiculed, slandered, beaten, spat on, tempted by the devil. That's in Matthew 4.1. Then he say he was crucified, stabbed, and Your Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, dear participants, dear friends, a very cordial welcome. I'm particularly pleased and honored to welcome you, Your Excellency Guy Pamela, President of the Swiss Confederation, our traditional host country. We are here together in 2021 which I consider a pivotal year, a crucial year for our future. We have the chance to move out with vaccines of the hot phase of the COVID crisis and to rebuild our economies, but we have to do so in a way that our economy and our society will be more resilient, more inclusive, and more sustainable. The first step we have to undertake is to restore trust. But in order to restore trust, we have to reinforce first global cooperation. And second, we have to make sure that everybody is contributing in shaping a more positive future. Governments, business, civil society, but also the young generation. We will address 
five policy areas during this Davos Agenda Week. First, we will drive responsible industry transformation. And this can only happen if business accepts stakeholder capitalism. All right, y'all, man, what's good, what's good? We're in the building for some hot damn policies. I'm going to let y'all know, man, um, I'm playing the Davos opening right now, and it, it's really important. I, I want y'all to pay attention to this right here. Pay attention to what this um, Klaus Schwab is, is, is talking about right here. I need I need y'all to pay attention. Oh, hold on. I'm telling Don I need to stream this. The opening of Davos. Hold on, I'm telling Don I'm going to red dot you. <laughs> okay, so, you know you got to get you got to tell the boss. Hold on one second, I'm about to red dot you. All right, she playing the uh, she in the after party. I need I need y'all to hear this here, because did y'all peep that? First thing you said you have to embrace stakeholder. Stakeholder capitalism. Here we go. Get back into it. Here we go. Hold on a second. I got to. I'm telling Don. I gotta play this. <laughs> I know. I gotta play this. All right. All right, y'all. Sorry about that. Here we go. With vaccines of the hot face of the COVID crisis and to rebuild our economies, we have to do so in a way that our economy and our society will be more resilient, more inclusive, and more sustainable. The first step we have to undertake is to restore trust. In order to restore trust, we have to reinforce first global cooperation. And second, we have to make sure that everybody is contributing in shaping a more positive future. Governments, business, civil society, but also the young generation. We will address five policy areas during this Davos Agenda Week. First, we will drive responsible industry transformation. And this can only happen if business accepts stakeholder capitalism, which means that business is not only serving short-term objectives of shareholders, but at the same time is taking into consideration that business has to act as a social organism and serve people, the planet, and society at large. Second, we have to enhance global stewardship. And this year, with COP26 later taking place in Glasgow, we have to make progress in becoming carbon zero. And again, business here has to take on a very strong commitment. Number three, 
We have to design fair economic and social systems. Key here is to take care of those who suffered in their livelihood as a consequence to COVID. And we have to create sufficient jobs, decent jobs for everybody if we want to create a more inclusive society. Fourth, we have seen in the pandemic the importance of new technologies, but we have to shape those technologies for good, for good of people and for good of society. And fifth, we have to create a new multilateral system, a multilateral system which is fair, a multilateral system which takes into account the necessities of the 21st century. So many sessions over the next week will drive progress and we will come together again in Singapore. It will be the first in-person meeting, in-person summit to show concrete solutions related to the different challenges which will be laid out in the course of next week. And then we will come back uh, to Davos in Switzerland. 2021 will be a crucial year to build trust. The trust doesn't come only from dialogue, from exchanging opinions. Trust comes from speaking with the heart. And for this reason, I am so delighted that this session is devoted to the heart and not just only to our brains. We will hear afterwards a wonderful concert which really brings together the whole world. This concert is preceded by a ceremony as we do in Davos since many years to honor artists who have not only excelled in terms of their artistic creativity, but also in serving society. But before we have the honor to listen to the president of the Swiss Confederation, Guy Parmelin, Your Excellency, the floor is yours, and we are happy that by calling this the Davos Agenda Week, we show, even if we meet only virtually, that we are committed to our place of origin, to our host country. The floor is yours, Mr. President. Monsieur le Président, Mr. Chairman, Mrs. Schwab, Your Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, a crisis is a productive event as long as you are capable of pushing the cloud of doom and gloom to the back of your mind. This quote from Swiss writer Max Frisch sums up our goal for 2021 in a nutshell. We're still in the throes of a raging pandemic. People are grieving for the loved ones they have lost. Others are piecing together broken dreams. But we need to look further ahead in time. We need to prepare the ground for when we exit the acute phase of the pandemic and reflect upon the major challenges that humankind will face unrelated to COVID-19. The Davos agenda will tackle some vital points. 
shaping a sustainable global economy, strengthening international cooperation, capitalizing on the opportunities offered by digital technology. The speed and efficiency of vaccine development shows just what governments, businesses, and the scientific community are capable of achieving when they join forces. For many years now, the World Economic Forum has offered a platform for dialogue to politicians, business leaders, and civil society. This dialogue, even if it cannot or only rarely be face-to-face, -face, is critical to our future. As the president of the Swiss Confederation, I'm extremely disappointed that we were unable to host the 51st annual summit at Davos. I truly hope that the events due to take place in Singapore will send out strong signals, and I am delighted that the summit will return home in 2022, as this will also be a clear sign that the worst of the crisis is behind us. Your Excellencies, if we want the third decade of the new millennium to be the new booming 20s, we will need to make some serious efforts to avert a new crisis. Political, economic, and social decision-makers will need to clearly embrace a model based on sustainable growth. I would like to thank all those who are already working towards that future goal. Today, it is the World Economic Forum and those responsible for drawing up the agenda that I would particularly like to thank. Thank you very much for your attention. actors are scouts for society. The evolutionary purpose of that is to make sure that whatever you discover gets back to the mainstream. We're in a stage where technology has been turned against the people. The only icons we have on our phone are either thumbs up, thumbs down, and a heart. There is no umbrella for understanding, and most of the comments are hatred. We have to find a way for culture for leaders to make a connection for people that felt left by a system. Artists' interpretation of political reality are extremely important, and what they have to say will be vastly different. It's a pure form of reflection. Trovare il giusto equilibrio tra l'esigenza di giustizia e l'esigenza di libertà. If you connect with some of them, they're likely to have a, a human reaction. And empathy is one of the core things on which humanity is built. You tell the things that somebody else may not be able to say, telling the truth the way it is. As we lose trust in politics and politicians and justice, telling stories of the truth is very powerful. Even if somebody disagrees with a performance of mine, like if you're talking women, you're talking education, you're talking family welfare, you're talking health, you're talking the environment, you're talking water resources, this intersectionality is so huge that you take one and in fact you are touching a lot of the other. When you hear a musician from a different part of the world, you're not necessarily thinking about us versus them. Then the divisions melt away because you're caught in the moment. A great song, a great piece of music. It doesn't matter what language it's in. People feel it even more than they hear it. Mio parere, la libertà di ciascuno di noi finisce laddove inizia quella degli altri. We need to have other ways that lead us to create a common narrative. People just want to come together. They don't want to be told to come together. They want to engage in conversation. They don't want to be preached to. 
it opens a dialogue, and that conversation could be so influential. Welcome to the 27th Crystal Awards Ceremony of the World Economic Forum. This is a celebration of hope, unity, and courage as we honor extraordinary artists who have dedicated their lives to improving the state of the world by driving positive change. My name is Platon. I'm a photographer, and I'm humbled to be your co-host this year. And what a year it's already proving to be. Here we are together in a technological trance. Here we are together distracted by mass myths, and here we are together divided by tribalism. We're separated by walls, windows, computer screens, and above all, borders. But we are united in our hearts. So why are we all tuning in today? Well, we at the World Economic Forum believe that all of us are looking for a key. A key to unlock this political, economic, social, cultural paralysis. Maybe the answer is in a little word. Empathy. Empathy is not just walking in someone's shoes or feeling someone's pain. Empathy is the secret ingredient to becoming a great leader. So we want you to open up your hearts and open up your minds. In times of confusion, we must not lose our capacity to dare to be kind to one another. So now I have the great privilege to invite someone special to join us. She's one of my favorite people in the world. She's a mentor of mine and a very dear friend. Her name is Hilda Schwab. Hilda is the co-founder of the World Arts Forum of the World Economic Forum. She's also a true champion of the arts, of creativity, and of social entrepreneurship. She's also the co-founder of this very ceremony, the Crystal Awards. So without further ado, please give a huge warm welcome to my favorite person, Hilda Schwab. Thank you, my dear Platon. It's wonderful to see you. And I'd like to extend also a warm welcome to everyone joining in from across the world. Klaus and I started the Crystal Awards in 1995 because, as you very well know, Platon, we believe that artists and cultural leaders change the world. They help us see in new ways and promote shared visions of what might be possible. It has become a tradition to start the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum in Davos with this award ceremony as a way to anchor... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't know this was going to be an award ceremony. I'm not into seeing a world ceremony as... Uh, they kick off Davos. It's a whole bunch of shit that they talking about in Davos. Um, and, and that's not really what I want to play. I want to play uh, what they're actually doing down there in Davos right now. Um, we can um, check out your boy. Is this um, Bill Gates real quick? Let's get it. It's Wednesday, the 27th of January, 2021, day three of the Davos Agenda Week, and this is Radio Davos, dangers of social media. The business model of online platforms has an impact, and not only on free and fair competition, but also on our democracy's 
our security, and on the quality of our information. And that is why we need to contain this immense power of the big digital companies. And Ursula von der Leyen allowed herself a moment of nostalgia for last year's Davos, which actually was in Davos, in the ski resort in the mountains, where political and business leaders rub shoulders with journalists and activists. The dangers that social media poses to our democracy were also already discussed in Davos. I remember sitting in a basement restaurant of my hotel with, among others, the business journalist Rana Forohar and uh, the former Google developer Tristan Harris. And you might have seen some of them in the documentary, The Social Dilemma. I can only recommend it. At that time, the activists warned about the business models of big tech companies and the consequences for our democracy. And they described how the economic laws of social media are eating away at the fabric of our society and how fake news by algorithm spread six times faster than real news. So I thought it might be worth talking to someone who was there in that basement restaurant in Davos with the head of the European Commission. So I called Rana Foruha, financial journalist for the Financial Times and CNN, and asked what she remembered of the encounter. The meeting that Tristan and I had had with her last Davos. Um, is, is that a typical, are you a Davos um, kind of veteran? Have you been to many of them? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm coming up on like 20 years. I, I, I've lost count. Wow. Okay. And so that's just an average night out in Davos, hanging, hanging out with the president of the European Commission in a basement. Cool night out for me. And not all the nights are that good. But, you know, Davos, is, you, know, you do find yourself in a basement with the head of the European Commission. It happens. <laughs> so it obviously made a big impression on her. What, what do you remember about the conversation? Oh, golly. Well, um, you know, I had been in touch with Tristan for a number of months. Uh, leading up to that. Um, Tristan, as you know, is the head of the Center for Humane Technology. And at the time, he had left Google, where he had been um, the chief ethics officer. And he teamed up with someone named Roger McNamee, um, who wrote a book called Zucked, uh, which is uh, also covering some of the issues of privacy, monopoly power, problems with big tech. And the two of them had come to see me at the FT um, to really help connect the dots between um, the things that were being spoken of at that point in sort of siloed conversations, issues of privacy, issues of monopoly power, um, the compatibility of surveillance capitalism with uh, liberal democracy. And so, you know, and then the details of how are we going to tax these firms? How are we going to um, deal with creating a transatlantic framework around uh, digital tech regulation? All those things were sort of beginning to take shape in my mind. Um, I had written my book, um, Don't Be Evil. And so Tristan and I were going around and talking to different um, folks together in Davos. And Ursula von der Leyen and, and Marguerite Vestager, the competition commissioner, are particularly interesting because I think that they have a real 360 view of how you can't silo those conversations anymore. And so what I remember in particular, we were beginning to talk about um, European values around things like privacy and uh, uh, liberal democracy and uh, equality and inclusion. 
and sustainability and how might those things be compatible or incompatible with existing trade frameworks and existing tax frameworks and this new world, uh, tripolar world or bipolar world uh, in which you've got Chinese-style state capitalism existing with laissez-faire U.S. capitalism and uh, European-style um, markets. And, you know, how, how can those things exist together? And what I think really I remember is uh, – we all agreed that there was going to have to be a really fundamental uh, rethink of, of some of the existing structures, market structures, um, political structures, to to kind of make it all work. So do you think you managed to influence policy on, on <laughs> over dinner? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, you know, I think it was I, – I, I wouldn't flatter myself to say that I'd influence policy, but I think that um, – I think it was interesting for all of us, particularly Tristan and I coming from the U.S., speaking to President von der Leyen, coming from a very European perspective, to share views. But bringing those two conversations together um, is really valuable. And I think that that's, that's what we were really trying to do that night. Journalist and author Rana Faruha remembering an evening in Davos last year. Her book is called Don't Be Evil, How Big Tech Betrayed Its Founding Principles and all of us, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from her again in future podcasts when we return to this issue. Now today, three of the Davos Agenda Week, where the focus is the environment, particularly climate change. Yesterday on Radio Davos, we heard from climate activist Greta Thunberg. Let's listen back to a clip of that. Right now, more than ever, we are desperate for hope. But what is hope? For me, hope is not more empty assurances that everything will be all right, that things are being taken care of, and that we don't need to worry. For me, hope is the feeling that keeps you going, even though all odds may be against you. For me, hope comes from action and not just words. And for me, hope is telling it like it is, no matter how difficult or uncomfortable that may be. Greta Thunberg reading a statement for Radio Davos and talking of inconvenient truths, Speaking at two sessions of the Davos Agenda today will be Al Gore, a former U.S. vice president turned climate activist. This is Al Gore speaking at Davos last year. This crisis, the climate crisis, is way worse than people generally realize. Way worse. It is getting worse still way faster than people realize. The burden to act that is on the shoulders of the generation of people alive today is a challenge to our moral imagination, but this is Thermopylae. This is Agincourt. This is the Battle of the Bulge. This is Dunkirk. This is 9-11. We have to rise to this occasion. We have the tools. We have the solutions. We know what to do. We lack the requisite political will. Political will for anyone who doubts that we as human beings have the capacity to rise above our limitations and transcend the difficulties we now face. Remember that political will is itself a renewable resource. Al Gore, if you're listening to this on day three, you can hear him speak in sessions at 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Central European time, and you'll be able to catch up with those sessions on the website wf.ch slash Davos Agenda. Also today will be another former presidential hopeful, John Kerry, appointed by President Biden to be his climate envoy as he brings the U.S. back into the Paris Climate Agreement. John Kerry speaking at a session at 4.15 p.m. Central European time. 
Ryan, from your perspective there in New York, how important do you think is this change of US policy on climate change? Uh, it's incredibly important. We should bear in mind that a lot of local and state government and American business and NGO interests were trying to do the right thing during the last four years. So the US isn't starting from zero, but obviously the US still remains the world's superpower. And some countries won't go further and faster as scientists tell us we need to do until the US is on board. So the administration has made the important first step of re-signing the Paris Climate Agreement, but I and my colleagues have spoken to around 25 different climate ministers and other senior officials on six continents over the last couple of weeks. And they're very clear, just resigning the Paris Agreement is not enough to win back their trust or to get the job done. So they are all looking to John Kerry to work with all of his uh, domestic agencies to get climate legislation passed that goes well beyond the Paris Climate Agreement. Well, let's hear from John Kerry now. This is him speaking at a forum event towards the end of last year. I know Joe Biden believes this. It's not enough just to rejoin Paris and the United States. It's not enough for us to just do the minimum of what Paris requires. Uh, I had the pleasure of negotiating Paris for the United States and being there in those euphoric moments. But I also remember saying to people, at the end of the gaveling in of the agreement, nobody should leave here believing that we have held the Earth's temperature to two degrees centigrade or that we've even created the capacity to guarantee that. We haven't. The best that we've done is send a message to the marketplace that 190 countries plus are going to all move in the same direction to try to deal with the climate crisis. And that means that people who allocate capital have an opportunity to look at the largest market the world has ever had, 196 countries, all doing the same thing, all trying to move to change their energy policy and deal with climate crisis. And that's the biggest market the world's ever known, folks. It's a four and a half billion to five billion person market today. It's going to go up to nine billion in the next 30 years. And the private sector now is beginning to really see this. So at Davos, obviously, you've got these political leaders, but also business leaders. And one of the sessions today is about something called Mission Possible. And to explain what that is, this is Dominic Warre, who's a managing director of the World Economic Forum. Heavy industry, so things like uh, steel and cement and chemicals and aviation and transport and shipping, has been calculated uh, to contribute about a third of greenhouse gas emissions. So if one can get these key heavy industry sectors on a pathway to that net zero reduction by 2050 and on a good, a good bit of that pathway by 2030, then that deals with a nice chunk of those emissions. And that's exactly what the Mission Possible uh, um, initiative is doing. It's working with uh, leading CEOs across those seven or so industry sectors to create um, pathways and investment uh, plans to get on that net zero uh, trajectory. We launched this at the Climate Action Summit with the United Nations Secretary General in September 2019 um, with about 30 companies and um, it's grown now to about uh, 300 or so and rising. The aim is for a net zero trajectory and to be on that pathway by 2030. Um, and of course it's quite difficult to do if you're just one company. You need to work with others in the sector but you also need to work with governments to create the right policies to accelerate scaling and with the financial community to get the investments and the financial products in place. 
So it's, it's immediately a multi-stakeholder public-private effort. Uh, we would expect that some of the sectors which are moving faster than others can certainly have a pretty detailed plan by COP, um, and that might well include aviation, steel, and shipping. I think it's critical that those sort of industries and the big players are taking action and are being mobilized to take action, because I think for a long time there are sections of populations across the world that have internalized guilt about their own personal behavior. And we can all take personal responsibility. Greta Thunberg shows us that, and that should be happening. But until you can get those much larger blocks lined up, until the more advanced economies can set an example to China so that China does not replicate what Western economies have done through all of its new development lending, its One Belt, One Road project, we just are not going to achieve the scale of change that we need quick enough. So it is an all hands on deck situation and the biggest hands have to obviously put in the biggest contribution and those are the sort of industries we've just heard from. And there's another initiative that Dominic Warre from the forum um, can take us through now. And this is about supply chains. You are a shipping company. Um, not only is it the ships that need to have uh, clean engines and, and produce less pollution, um, but also it could be quite attractive if you're a consumer goods company that is looking to ship your products around the world and is looking for net zero uh, transportation. So, in fact, you could be quite attractive to um, other companies in your supply chain if you present yourself as a net zero uh, transporter and so on and so on across many sectors. And this means that you can start to create initiatives um, across different companies through supply chains and the opportunity space could be quite big if you look at many different types of supply chains around the world. That's what the report focuses on. And it illustrates, again, how the economy is starting to join itself up to look at how we can collectively uh, uh, tackle greenhouse gas emissions. And listeners can hear more about that initiative if they listen to yesterday's Radio Davos, where we heard from Rich Lesser, CEO of Boston Consulting Group, which co-authored the report on supply chains. Now, talking of companies looking at the climate impact of their supply chains, here's the head of IKEA, which is going climate positive, it says, by 2030, as well as generating renewable energy and using more recycled materials. IKEA is trying to make its products longer lasting, so you no longer need to throw out your Billy bookcase every time you move. Chief Executive Jesper Brodin. We are currently testing secondhand and buyback, uh, leasing, and many ways of finding new ways of interacting with our customers. On one hand, we're doing that because if we don't do it, somebody else will do it. <laughs> and already today, and since quite long, secondhand has always been part of the market. Um, actually, if you go to any sort of eBay in any market, you will find that when it comes to furniture. Uh, IKEA is probably top on the list uh, there already. But we want to stimulate that, firstly, by making sure our, our products last longer and we understand the second-hand nature. But then we have started to, to do different tests um, in our markets. Um, and I think one of the most important ones is that we have um, rebuilt our stores and our as-is corner where we actually resell products. So we take back and we resell customer products and uh, products that we use in our own showrooms to make sure that nothing goes to waste. Um, and the interest is phenomenal. We are still trying to figure out how to make it okay from a profitability point of view, but we're quite sure that we will figure it out together by just being in it and uh, testing it uh, in, in the future. An old Billy bookcase would uh, more be designed for, let's say, being assembled once. Now we're looking into solutions where you can basically 
uh, move with it, sell it, um, pass it on many times without uh, the risk of destroying the the board or the fittings in it. Head of IKEA, Jesper Brodin, who's speaking alongside John Kerry at the session on climate action at 4.15 p.m. Central European time today, Wednesday. That's big business. What about big finance? Mark Carney is speaking on a couple of panels today, and we'll have an interview with him shortly in this episode. But here he is, Mark Carney, the former Bank of England governor, who now works for the UK government and the United Nations on finance and climate change, speaking at a forum event a couple of months ago. 126 governments have now committed to net zero, including three global giants, China, Japan, and South Korea, in the last few weeks. And more and more countries are recognizing that green stimulus is essential. Building a sustainable future will be capital intensive after a period when there's been too little investment. It will be job heavy when unemployment is soaring. It's what the world needs for its future, and it's what we all need right now. There's now 500 major companies that have science-based targets, and there's a further 500 in the pipeline. By Glasgow, net zero transition plans will become the norm for large companies. Private finance will fund the initiatives and innovation of these plans, provided, that is, provided that private finance has the necessary information and the tools and markets. And that's why our objective for COP26 is to build the framework so that every financial decision can take climate change into account. The world of finance used to just be put money in one end, get more money out the other end. Do you think there's anything changing here as Mark Carney would have us believe? Uh, Yes, I think Mark Carney really is the most respected figure in this movement uh, in global finance, and it's absolutely essential that this occurs. Now, one of the problems that we have is that public finance alone will not deliver us the sort of deeply horizontal, huge-scale change that we need at the timeline that we need. So we can't do this without private finance. One of the related problems is that every major economy has a different approach to the sort of issues Mark Carney is talking about. So banks themselves face a regulatory mess. It's very confusing for investors trying to rate the risks or make the green choices that uh, they might want to make as investors. So I think we're only in the middle of a very long journey here. I've seen that some of the European institutional banks, European Central Bank, European Investment Bank, they're also leaders here. Um, but the Chinese development banks have a very long way to go. So I think that the, the World Economic Forum itself deserves a lot of credit for helping reorient major banks towards these sort of green outcomes. Uh, and one of the final challenges I'd point out is that these banks have started to ramp up their green investments, but we're in a gray zone now. They haven't really necessarily got out of all of their brown project financing, let's say. So we're in a situation now where the world's banks are doing a lot of good, but they're still involved in a lot of harm. So it's an unfinished project. Ryan, I put the same question to the World Economic Forum's Dominic Ware about whether finance will start taking action on climate change. And he said, yes, he thinks they will, because the risks of climate change to them and to their assets is just now so apparent and so great. Here's Dominic Ware. If you are um, an institution investor with what they call fiduciary responsibility. You've got to look after this money so that it can deliver 
long-term returns for pension funds, you would get worried about these risks. And therefore, you want to put your money into places where there are less risks, um, or in fact, encourage the economy to uh, face less risks due to climate change. Uh, yeah, I do think there's been a, a genuine change. Um, and uh, why? It's because of the risk becoming very apparent. If you look at just this last year, 2020, um, there was a record 29 uh, tropical storms in the Atlantic, uh, 12 of which hit the eastern seaboard, the Gulf of Mexico. Um, there were so many, 29, that then the meteorologists ran out of alphabet letters to name them. That's the first time that's ever happened. Um, and seven of those storms that landed were over $1 billion events, in fact, about $14 billion of damage. If you're in insurance or reinsurance business, um, and you're looking to pension funds to look after you, this is quite a serious um, issue. The uh, wildfires on, in western U.S. was an over, I think it was the NOAA, which is the um, administration in the U.S., which looks at um, atmosphere and oceans. I think they quantified that at uh, uh, about $12 billion or more, the damage there. Over the last years, all of us, um, in the, uh, in public, uh, on the public side and the private side, we've been talking so much about uh, trust. Um, and this is a moment to not talk about trust, but to show that we can be trustworthy. And it's an incredibly difficult time to do so because we're confronted to something which is new to, uh, to most of us, which is new to the public. I think the, the Western European public is confronted to, to a level of vulnerability that we thought was, uh, was not there. I mean, we, we would live a safe life and never be confronted to anything, uh, anything like that. Um, and so in these very unstable times, showing that we can create trust with all the things that happen, which, which you could not um, know in advance, and seeing actually week by week that we are confronted to something, uh, to something new, is, I would say, in politics, it's a new sport in politics. Uh, I'd have to say I feel much more as a coach of the population than I have ever been. This is about keeping people motivated. This is about explaining the things we know, but also explaining the things we don't know. It's very often also telling that we have made a decision and we thought it was the right decision because of these reasons, but it is clear now that Actually, it maybe was not the right, uh, the right decision. And really trying to explain to everyone we are a population of 11 million um, that we are a team of 11 million and that as a team we can beat this. We actually did a communication campaign around that uh, as well and, and really convincing every person that everyone in their own individual action has an impact on this crisis, has an impact on its own health, and especially an impact on the health of everyone. What it has done, which is fantastic, is it's really highlighted how we can do things differently, but we need to start normalizing it. It can't just be during a crisis. Just, you know, quick example, what we've seen this time around, which we didn't see in the financial crisis, and I hope we see post-COVID, hence, you know, the importance of the piece going to 2023, is, for example, that the bailouts that have been provided to different industries globally, for example, the ones that have been really hard hit, like airlines, because they're not flying as much, have been in some countries, and I come back to this issue of heterogeneity, not every country has done this the same, 
um, those bailouts to airlines, but also to autos in some countries have been conditional on the companies receiving the public benefit to commit to reducing their carbon emissions. This happened in France, where Macron was very clear. He said, we're not here just to bail you out. We want to help you transform, because otherwise we shouldn't use the word build back better. Or in Austria and Denmark, they also made the bailouts conditional on companies not using tax havens. You know, it's not rocket science. Let's do that. In the U.S. even, the U.S. CARE Act had a bit of a seed for something that didn't actually then happen, but there was discussion about it that companies receiving bailouts can't just use that money to, say, buy back their shares. In the last 10 years, $4 trillion have been used by companies just to buy back shares to boost stock prices, stock options, executive pay. So how do we bring that notion of a social contract to the center of this notion of purpose and a more purposeful system? Personally, I think unless it's conditional, it's not going to happen. But the word condition kind of sounds negative. It sounds like someone has a stick over your head. We need to change that, too. This really needs to be about a win-win, about building back better. And those companies interested in long-term growth really need to radically change how they're working uh, with government. Uh, to talk about collaboration, they have to be respect of one another. And when we talk about global economy, we're talking about uh, stakeholder capitalism. It doesn't, shareholder capitalism doesn't work in Africa. We don't have that in Africa. My continent is never on the global agenda when it comes to capitalism, when it comes to anything that only profits the Western country and the rich countries. And the leaders of Africa are shareholders of all those big companies we've been talking about. They do not care about their own population to create jobs or to create anything. Of course, to get the money, they start learning from all these uh, forums that we, we do to patch up the outside of their home to get money from the rich countries and nothing goes back to the people. And if we're talking about stakeholders, we need people in Africa to be educated, to have jobs, to participate in an economy. How can we build an economy in 53 different countries that take into account the most vulnerable people, the women, they create more jobs than anyone, but they don't have access to finance. You have all those banks in Africa. They only lend money to the middle the mid-business, the medium business size, and the biggest one. The one below that can get out of poverty, they don't have access to money. Africa is the richest continent on the planet. Yet, the rich countries have managed to take the resources out. Anytime this COVID pandemic is going to finish, we're going to end up with a lot of debt. The rich countries that are out making money to get the economy back up, will be good, but us, we won't be good. We, be, we, be, we, will hold, we will fall back and back. And what does it create to the rich countries? Immigration. The oceans are more and more polluted. We can't fight climate change without people being educated about what they have to do. The whole global economy depends on the well-being of Africa. If that continent don't change, we don't change the way we do business with African leaders, not giving them tax for everything, then when we invest, we want return. When we give money to government, we don't want return. So we keep on feeding into the poverty, the lack of education, the lack, I mean, we feel the creativity of young Africans. And we all sit here with goodwill, talking about all the things you hear, in, we work in Europe, we work in America, because you have a system in place. But in Africa, it won't work. So we can't be talking about global economy without paying attention to what is going on in the con on the continent of Africa. Pandemic, 
really, I think, just brought into stark relief uh, issues uh, and trends that have been with us for quite some time. They may just not have been as visible. Uh, You've got several billion people throughout the world who live outside the financial system. In the United States, you have basically two-thirds of adults, 185 million adults that struggle to make ends meet every single month. Um, And if we think about kind of our politics, our society, the social unrest we've seen, the political unrest we've seen, that, I mean, that rings true to me. Like, how can we expect somebody to embrace uh, democracy when they don't think that the system is working uh, for them? And they think that uh, others are doing well, but they're not doing well. And I think we as businesses do have an obligation to step up, to work with the public sector, to work within all the communities that we serve. And I think we have different roles to play. I I think this idea that profit and purpose are at odds with each other inside of business is ridiculous. In fact, I would argue that the two go hand in hand. I mean, where do the best employees want to work? They want to work for companies that are making a difference in the world. Companies which, which hire for innovation, it's companies um, who, um, uh, in a competitive way, uh, drive the fourth industrial revolution, drive uh, social benefits, and so on. Now, the problem which we have is when we talk about capital, uh, we think of financial capital. But actually, what you need for wealth creation is not just financial capital. It's human capital, it's social capital, it's natural capital. So we need to, to embrace a much larger definition of capital. And all those capitals create in a shared way uh, wealth and indirectly or directly for uh, a country uh, prosperity. Yeah, man, that's, that's enough of the talking heads over there in this um European uh, Davos situation. Man, let's get ready to get this show started. Let's get into some hot damn politics because it is much to go over, man. So y'all ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So let's do it. WGHE Radio presents Hot Damn Politics. Queen of the two lands, Nefertiti. Egypt cries out for your help. The menacing Hyksos have invaded the minds of your people and have set up their own capital at BTR. For BTR, they have disrupted many of our communication routes. We must stop their conquest before it is too late. Here at WGAG Radio, we are safe from immediate attack. Although the Hyksos have the gall to demand tribute, we may need to supply troops and arms to our compatriots to the north to help repel the Hyksos incursion. They will look to you, O mighty Nefertiti, 
the support. But now, we too have a new weapon. Our wise military leaders have become proficient in the use of the dreaded sounds of Nuwapu, and we shall turn it back upon our enemies and drive them before us. If only our trouble was limited to the north. Reports from our southern border show that the black devils are once again taking advantage and distracting the minds of your people, and if the Nuwapians are to emerge intact from these turbulent times, much will be required of you. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to break the spell of ignorance with Nuwapu. As always, if you are a member of the Brain Trust's caught or killed, WGAG will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape is self-destructed five seconds. Good luck, Mr. Keith. Welcome, 
please welcome the Brain Trust, the Brain Trust. Brain trust, the brain trust. Welcome, please, the Welcome. brain trust, the brain trust, the brain trust. Out here repping 
America and Joe Biden while the real shit is happening in Davos. You know what I'm saying? The future of not only the world, but in this country in particular, it is the reshaping. But before we dive into all those things, I want to say what's up to everybody tonight, man. It's good to see y'all in the building tonight for another episode of High Damn Politics. I love doing it. So I'm glad y'all can be with um be with us tonight. Shout out to Ariska Gall, everybody that's over there on the um El Kaloom Radio, over there on YouTube. Go um set up a shot. You can be at two places at the same damn time. So Ariska Gall 2020. Um everybody else who will pop up uh sign you know at the time over there. But the rest of the crew, uh the fam is over there in the Don Nicoleon after party. What's going on with you, sweet Oshun is in the building. What's good good with you, Oshun? Uh, Sister Zena is in the building. What's going on with you, Zena? I see Ja Elohim Bizze over there. What's good with you, Ja Elo? Um, who else is over there? I see Neck Bet in the building. Man, what's good, Neck Bet? I hope you're doing feeling a lot better today. Right now, this evening, what's good? J1 is over there in the after party. What's going on with you, J1? Come on, give me them hand claps. Let's move it something like this. Come on. Hold on one second. I gotta hit the top of the button. There we go. What's going on with you, J1? A mush mouse is in the building, and of course, the one and only Don Nicole Young. What's going on with you, Don? If you did not hit today's show, you make sure you go ahead and go to El Kaloom Radio. Um, if you know. You can see all the shows that go live right there on uh, El Kaloom Radio. I'm so used to saying Don Nicole on TV. Take me a second to continuously say El Kaloom Radio, El Kaloom Radio, El Kaloom Radio. Got to get the tongue uh, accustomed to saying El Kaloom Radio um, over there. And um, check out today's show. And if you don't go there, you can definitely go to the home base of uh, BTR, Blog Talk Radio, Um backslash WGAG hyphen radio and that's where you can find us too if you want to listen to it through the player and everything like that. So it's good to have y'all in the building tonight, man. I'm feeling great. Um like I said, so much to talk about this shit with the um Davos right now. These this is this is this is the this is the coming out. This is this is the happening. Them people over there, Davos has been running for twenty years. They've been waiting for an opportunity that they can usher in in a completely new type of system. We, we play. I played it last week when the, when the woman was bringing it. How they use COVID as a cover. COVID is is a, is an opportunity. COVID is the event that will allow them to pull all these things off. So I'm starting off with the vaccines. You know, we call it the chipping, whatever, the, you know, people don't like, oh, that no, that, the chipping, the vaccines, and in Davos, they're dealing with the economic aspect of, of um, the, you know, what this COVID gives cover to. You see what I'm saying? All these things are interconnected, but it doesn't look like they are. Yes, indeed, they are. They're getting the people ready by way of massive um, vaccination, to be able to upload these people into the cloud system where you have 100% surveillance of activities, everything people do. Now, case in point, what up, Zena? Uh, what's up, Asar, in the, in, the, in the building over there on El Kaloon Radio? It's good to see y'all. All right, all right. That's what time it is. 
I don't know if y'all remember, but if not, I'm going to refresh your memory real, real quick. Remember when I talked about the Chinese social system about maybe a year and a half ago, right? Remember a year and a half ago I talked about how the Chinese instituted this um, system where you get benefits in society based on your behavior and your activities. Remember that? I don't know if y'all, does anybody remember me talking about that? About a year, maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah? That best say, yeah, she does. Well, being that um, America really, just say it like this, but America, she, she's lost her sovereignty. Everybody thought that that man was bullshitting Trump, and when he went out there and he spoke before the United Nations and he went to Davos, what was it, last year? And he was like, we're not going to let the globalists like take over this country. Like, America has lost her sovereignty, and how people are cool with that is beyond me. Because now, you don't, those your politicians, all them people that we see on the screen every day, they, they, they ain't shit. That's not where they're getting their directors from. They're not getting their directors from the people, right? We've been, we've been knew that system was broken, right? Where the people get to dictate what it is that they need, and they, they become the representative. Then they go into, you know, D.C. and go to Capitol Hill, and then, um, sit with the other people and, and, you know, and get these appropriation bills, which is basically spending bills, and say, this is what we are. That, that system is long gone, and it's probably been gone for some time. But really, it's all coming to a head right now if you're watching all these world events take place. You know what I'm saying? So I talked about that um, that Chinese social system, um, system of some time ago. Again, World bodies now dictate what kind of policies go on in this country. This is why getting back into that so this Paris Accord thing was a joke. That is that was the leading up to okay. Now we have this one universal um, international group that is going to tell how we things you are involved in, how you run business, what they can do, what they can't do, and who's going to be the governing body, then that becomes the government. The government's job monitor these these corporations and everybody else in, who is in business to adhere to this is what you can do, this is what you cannot do. And, and it's, man, they say you, they say, um, adapt or die. That was always a um, a phrase that was used. Adapt or die. Adapt to what's going on, or you might, you know, fizzle out, right? But um, the, I, I just think it's the the level of adaption that you have to have to to, to be in this shit and not be affected is be affected by it. Is your ability to to reason with things how you move now you got to really pay attention to how you move throughout all this shit, but that credit social system is now being suggested by the international monetary fund y'all the i m f they are the biggest central bank in the world, and so we think that we got a a, a fed 
in a treasury department that runs independent of these banks, and we know for a fact they no, they don't. They run in concordance, you know, they run in agreement with the international bankers, and particularly the International Monetary Fund. It's just given the illusion that they're separate and that they run on, you know, they do things that's best for the country. No. Why do I say this? Because in a blog on the International Monetary Fund's website, put out they put this paper out that says see and here's the here's the catch for I go into it the guides of equality is what they're using for this shit. See this is why this is why it was so disheartening to watch niggas fall into the, the trap of the world equality and inclusivity. Because once that becomes the bannered phrase, then they can pull, they can bring all kind of shit up under that, under that cover of equity and inclusivity. This is what we're, we're this is what we're witnessing. This is what we're about to watch take place. We're about to watch this movie, this plot of this movie plot play out in front of our faces. And so this is what the International Monetary Fund. Uh, I mean, yeah, in a, uh, the International Monetary Fund said. So, being that banks have been historically uh, discriminatory to so many people around the world, and particularly people of the dark continents, Africa, uh, Nubians here in, in America, and Nubians maybe in Europe, or whatever the case may be, how do we change those historical wrongs? How do we make them right? They say, well... Well, fuck it. Let's not even worry. The you know credit system. Let's not worry about credit scores and and shit like that based on how you deal with money, how you handle money. Let's scrap that. Let's scrap it. How about this? How about we use non-financial data? Okay. How about we do something like that? So we don't have to worry about income, employment, your assets, maybe your debts. We don't really want to look at that. We want to look at something else. So you, this is why I say you have to be very careful what you ask for because you might get a perverted version of the the the, the what you deem is the right thing to do in your mind, but the people who are wielding the power, so to speak, the people who are wielding these uh, or shaping societies, they're not thinking how you think when you think of equality and inclusivity. They're thinking that is an opportunity to control. We can we can actually now do more control and monitoring of the people. So under the guise again of this equality shit. Let's take out all those income, all that hard data, as they like to call it, because that data is kind of set in stone, you know, how much money you make, what's your assets, what's your debts, all that bullshit, right? They say, how about we go about your behavior, your online behavior? Let's, what if we make your, your you know, what you, what, you, what you research, what you look at? As one of the like sixty percent, maybe seventy percent of what you're allowed to do, we're getting access to money. 
some people will say, "Oh, that's great," but I, I'm always looking with a, with a, with a vision of, "Ah, no, nah, this, this shit ain't cool. Not, not cool at all." Yeah. It says the authors claim, I said the authors of the piece claim that this move, right, these new standards, is a necessary innovation. I don't think anything is inventive about that. I don't think that's innovation, but okay. In order to compete with the rise of corporate cryptocurrencies, such as the one that is in development by Facebook, because they come trying to come out with a uh, cryptocurrency called Libra. Facebook is, who's hoped to launch it next year. While Facebook is a monopoly that is engaged in political censorship, see, they always like to snitch on 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 the um. They always want to make certain companies the good guy and the bad guy, even though they're they're running all this shit. They, you know, they're like Facebook, and then we like we'll play the bad guys. It says um. While Facebook is a monopoly that has emerged, has engaged in political censorship, their power pales in comparison to that of the IMF. Ain't that the truth? The International Monetary Fund is um, is a vertebrally superpower that ties to the World Bank, and they oversee the entire global economy. It said it should go without saying that giving this organization the power to track everybody's search history okay everybody's that's what that's what they want to do so they're with private J, um, private banks notably JP Morgan Chase Bank already kicking conservatives off of their services you can only imagine how much it would escalate if the international monetary fund start tracking everybody's Search history while you know <laughs> you see that's how you get people in line, and again, if you really connect that shit, if you connect that with the uploading of everybody into uh, uh, the cloud, which then becomes your your basically your host or you know your host server of economics and your availability you know your your opportunity to have access economically. So that means if you don't do what we say, you if you out there searching and seeking truth or thinking of something or searching for something that's contrary to what we want you to do, we have the ability to cut you off. We have the ability, if we can, to starve you out. And maybe you just have to go to some underground or go to some, you know, you know what I'm saying? You really got to go live off-grid, literally. This is the kind of thing that they're into. And, um, and you got, it says, meanwhile, the head of the IMF, whose name is Kristalina, um, Georgia Via, has publicly advocated for what? The Great Reset Initiative which they're participating in right now. It's a week-long conference on the Great Reset Initiative. Notably, in a speech to the members of the royal family over the summer, the Great Reset Initiative is a plan by the World Economic Forum to, in their world, rebuild a new societal contract that honors the dignity of every human being. They, They pretty it up with words, man. They make it sound so right. They really, really do. They make it sound so good. 
Here is one hypothetical scenario. This is key to use hypothetical scenario proposed by the World um, Economic Forum contributor of what life may look like after the Great Reset. Okay, this is what they say. One slogan employed by the World Economic Forum and proponents of the Great Reset, what's the term they use? Build Back Better. Whose campaign was Build Back Better? Exactly. <laughs> Joe Biden. That was literally his, his campaign slogan, Build Back Better. Said so the World Economic Forum has used this slogan as a shorthand for reinventing capitalism. The slogan has been used by Joe Biden, who um, GOVIA's associates say will help advance the goals for the World Economic Forum. And make no mistake, we're watching it. We're, we're watching it r right now. And we're going to talk about some of these so-called um, executive orders some of these so-called executive orders that he's signing. And I'm going to give you a compare and contrast from what he said to what he's doing because it's not about what people say. It's about what they do or what they look like they're doing, right? So Joe Biden has also promised he will establish a task force to combat online extremism. That's another word for surveillance. Remember, this is how they did with 9-11. Once 9-11 hit, they were able to put together Homeland Security, and then they were able to what? They were able to monitor everybody. People was on no-fly zones with no-fly lists. What do we see happen as a result of that shit at the Capitol? No-fly list, right? Okay, another repeat of that. So what would they deem as seen as levels of extremism? We already see what Facebook is doing. They're literally block, blacking out or whiting out people's posts. They did it to me for actually saying, are we still going to have uh, fact checkers? Or is that something that goes away? They is being whited out. It's not cool. Maybe some people will wake up. They was all in a all cheery, all cheery for the good old orange man bad, orange man no good. But the shit that follows behind it is even worse, man. My nigga Pac said, man, if you think I'm bad, wait till what they got coming behind me. And that shit is is ever so true. Cause the shit, cause like I said, this meat suit here got a a hand so far up his ass, making his mouth move and making his arms move. It's not even funny. And we're gonna we're gonna prove some of that tonight. Said um, said given Biden's ties to groups such as the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, and the World Economic Forum, this could be some cause for concern. A Democrat president. An anti-conservative banking institution used big tech to monitor people's search history isn't is, is not a comforting idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it's just not. And they're going to be able to get away with it on what they call now extremism. Isn't that what we've been seeing? I've been seeing, um, I was on Facebook earlier, that's all I keep seeing because today is like the national observance of the Holocaust. So what did the government put out? Oh, we have to um, monitor of extremism and uh, right-wing stuff, or there might be that they're, they're um, doing that hyper. It's like it's, it's like 9/11 all over again. Remember George Bush had the uh, we on red, we on yellow, we on purple, we on green. 
It's the same thing that they're, they're doing out all over again. They came out and said, you know, there's a heightened awareness with that, that there could be attacks. Uh, uh, attacks. Fear is their best tool. Panic, chaos, confusion is all their best fucking um, their best tactics. It's how they get things done. You know what I'm saying? This is this is how it rolls. And we knew that they would. They don't mind wrecking people's lives to get what they want. Case in point, we called it here. I called it. We said, soon as this man looks like he's out of office, they're going to start opening up the economy. Not three days after, not three fucking days after he, um, that dude Joe Biden is announced president cities and democratic held states where democratic governors start opening up opening up their economy no right in your face they don't even and they knew nobody was going to have a fit about it or if they did it wouldn't even matter because you're gonna look like a fool you're gonna look like oh you supporting you supported trump oh you fucking stupid no it's the fact that they crushed a lot of people for political gain and nobody has a problem with that shit that's that's all right with everybody you know whatever it took and i can't even find the um the article the Facebook might have um, might have took that down, cause you know when I when I have articles like that, I like to give comment a little bit of commentary to it too, and I don't even see the article anymore. Incredible. Yep, I don't even see it, cause I put I called it. Here we go. Here we go. I found it. Indoor dining gets the okay. This was on the 23rd. The man supposedly walked in on the 20th, like I said, three days later. Chicago, opening it up, up, back up. All of them. This is what they did. They don't want them numbers to, they don't want them numbers to look bad. But more importantly, the most gangsterish shit of it all is what the CDC and the World Health Organization did the day of the 20th. Go look it up. On the 20th, the World Health Organization, followed by the CDC, comes out and says, with the PCR testing, we're going to count, we're going to bring down the number of cycles that we do in the test to actually show that somebody has a virus inside of their body. What does those cycles mean? There's only supposed to be... Um, like I said, if we if we go back to the dude that created the PCR test, tells you anything over like seven or eight cycles, they call it, um, to magnify what like kind of bacteria or virus that people have in their body um, can give off false positives. Again, um, all of us have viruses in our body. Every last one of us do. So. Anything can be, and, and we have coronavirus, like levels of it, already in our body. This is the common cold. We have those things in our bodies. So they knew if we if we continue to do the cycles up past 20, 30, 34, 35, 36, we can always, we can get a lot of positive tests. So the day that that man 
takes office, they reduce the standards. They lower the standards for what is deemed a positive test. Why do they do that? Because they, they got to bring them numbers down. The CDC follows suit. CDC then comes out and says anybody, anybody who has no symptoms, anybody who doesn't have any, there's no need for you to test. Don't take don't take COVID tests. Cause they knew this whole shit was. They knew that they can manipulate the numbers. And for a long time, people called us. Y'all tripping, man. Y'all y'all tripping. You crazy, man. I mean, y'all shit real. It wasn't a case about the virus, a real thing, because we know they will unleash a virus on the people. We we know that's real. But what many people, such as myself and others, was talking about is the numbers. It's the manipulation of the data to shut shit down, to tell people what they could use, what they couldn't use. Remember hydroxychloroquine? Remember that whole that whole fucking scenario, that whole case? They came out with that. Oh, it's, it's, for one, it was a it's a it was a drug that was been that's been in circulation for over sixty years. Once they found out, hundreds and hundreds of doctors around the country were actually prescribing um, hydroxychloroquine. They, and then, as soon as that man opened his mouth, then they had to come out and say, "Oh no, it's a bad thing." Those are all we got people like Fauci who go on TV and say that's an anecdotal. It's an anecdotal fucking uh, data. Not based on a study, but anecdotal. And but you to get anecdotal, you have to have cases where you see people actually um, do get better from hydroxychloroquine. They wanted double test, double blind test studies and shit like that. They ain't do no double test blind studies for this vaccine that they created. You see, you don't want to hold you. You want to hold this drug that they knew. There was a therapeutic in helping people hold it to this higher standard, but they can go out and create some shit that they already probably had on the on the on the back burner or on deck for a long time, but not bring that up to the testing level and then mass produce it and roll it out to the masses. Now they got the now they got the military, the um, National Guard that will be setting up shots so they can have massive rollout. So they come out not too long ago, right after Biden gets elected, and says, oh, now hydroxychloroquine is cool. This is what they're saying. Oh, it, it worked. It's cool now. The other day, you had the FDA telling doctors if you prescribe it, you might just lose your license. But now it's cool. Now, that's the kind of shit people need to be taking to the streets to. But no, no, you know, orange man bad, he's gone. Orange man bad, he's gone. You know? <laughs> we People like us was getting laughed at. Laughed when we was talking this shit a year ago. Laughed at. Now they see the shit. Now they see the people falling out and dying. Healthy motherfuckers dying. From this vaccine. I don't, I don't understand how people who was like, all this shit is uh, real and, and all this, how they anti-vaccine um, all of a sudden. How they against vac- shots now. Nigga, you should be the first one uh, to go be lined up. 
You know what I'm saying? Orange man bad, though. I think I have to say it looked like he was true when he said it. They're not after me. They really after you. I'm just in between. Because once they get rid of me, it ain't, it ain't no, anybody else with the shits. Everybody else with the shits. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'm going to play this for you. I'm going to play. Oh, shit. What did I do? Oh, no, didn't mean to do that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm going to play this for you because people got short memories out here. These these folks out here got very short memory about who say what and then what they do. Yes, they do. So I'm going to play this clip of old Mr. Biden and what he thought and what he would do with executive orders. Now, mind you, he's talking to these so-called civil rights leaders. Remember we played that shit when he was yelling at them? Remember that? With Jesse Jackson and NAACP people and all these other representatives. So let's play what he told them. This was on December, uh, what was this? When he say this? This is on December the 10th. This This meeting took place on December the 8th. So let's go ahead and, and reminisce real quick for a minute and 26 seconds. Let's reminisce on what he said, and then we'll go to we'll speed it up today to what he's so-called doing. Hold on one second. My bad. It opened up the mic. Oh, I see you. 202 hand up. Come on in here, Mr. Lowry. What's going on? Is this Mr. Lowry? All right. Great day, Ness. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing great, man. What's going on? Good evening. Well, you know, as usual, just enjoying the first half hours of the warm-up. As usual, you're hitting some yeah. uh, pretty good topics there. Uh, <laughs> all topics are good topics nowadays, man. This thing is all over the place now. Yeah. You know, they give um, us so much. They give us so much material because it's left and right. I mean, we can go on I for mean, days, months, years. Yeah, grab a tree <laughs> and, and for the next Six months, just hold on to the tree <clears throat> while the water is just gushing down the street, coming up neck deep right now. Things are moving awfully fast. Right. But uh, I know you wanted to get to your clip, so we can start yeah, it just off real right quick. Now. I just, I just, mm-hmm. I just gotta, gotta remind people of what the man said. You know, because people they be forgetting. So let's let's hit on it real quick. Mm-hmm. Now this is about executive orders, y'all. He's talking. Uh, he's talking to them about what he will and what he will not do in regards to executive orders. Here we go. And so there's some things that I'm going to be able to do by executive order. I'm not going to hesitate to do it. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to do what used to, Benita, you probably used to get angry with me during the debates when you'd have some of the people you were supporting say, on day one, I'm going to executive order to do this. Not within the constitutional authority. some things that I'm going to be able to do by executive order. I'm not going to hesitate to do it. 
But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to do what used to, Vanita, you probably used to get angry with me during the debates when you'd have some of the people you were supporting on day one, I'm going to executive order to do this. Not within the constitutional authority. I am not going to violate the Constitution. <laughs> Damn. As of uh, as of today, let's look at the last five presidents. <clears throat> Four, excuse me. Day one, the first six days of their presidency, I'm going to give you a total of executive orders by previous presidents. Bill Clinton. How many think? How many people? How, give me a number that you think Bill Clinton did on on the first couple of days of his uh, presidency. How many y'all think? Just throw out some numbers, y'all. Just just throw out some numbers. How many think mm-hmm. old Billy did? Old Billy, slick dick, uh, Billy. Fourteen. Big <laughs> uh, bet said fourteen. Mm-hmm. What you got, Mr. Mm-hmm. Lyon? Damn. Take a uh, the list. I'm 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 going to say between four and six. I'll go with four. You go with six. Ethereum yeah. said 20. Come on, I need some participation. Come on, I need some crowd participation. I got 20 <laughs> by Ethereum, four, nine by fun. Sugar P. Okay, nine. Okay. Give me give me some more, y'all. Come on. Oh, come Price on, is on. right. The closest one gets the prize. Right. Huh? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Without going over, that is seven. that what he's saying? <laughs> oh, right. Seven. Okay, I got four. That doesn't work. I got 14. I got five people to, to respond. 14 by Nick Bet, 9 by Sugar P, Ariskagal with 7, Therian with 20, and you said between 12 and 14? What you say? Four? No, you said 4 No, and I said 4 and 6. I'm looking at 6. All right. And Mr. Lowry, you would be the winter winner of what's that number? Okay. I'm, I'm going to have to get out I gotta give you hand claps for that one. See the closest. Oh, Bill, sign two. Damn, I was off. Okay. Two. two. All right, mm-hmm. one more again, y'all. How much do you think little baby Bush did? Little baby Bush, first couple of days in office. How many executive orders by baby Bush? Come on. Four. Okay. WJG Don says four. Uh, Sugar Peach said 27. Net Bet says 6. Okay, let me go over to uh, El Kaloon Radio. Um, you know, took my number. Five. Zena says 3. Richard Goff says 3. What you got, Mr. Larry? What's left out there? Give me 8. Give no, me eight? that's a bomb. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. No, <laughs> give me, give me, uh, I, I'll take 4, man. I'm double on somebody already had 4. I'll say you, 4. You you say four? Uh, where's that fucking? <laughs> I need that game show button. I said that already. Oh, I need the game show button. I need the ah. <laughs> for all. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. None. None. He he signed no executive yeah. orders his first week I in office. I thought that was his father. Okay. okay. Zero. All right. All right, everybody's magical nigga, Barack Obama. We're getting closer. How many did Barack do in his first week in office? Let's go. Barack. Eight. Sugar says 17. Sweet Oshun said 20. Net bet says 10. 
Okay. There's eight. nine almost. Uh, okay, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead. What you got? What you got? I got eight. You got eight? Mm-hmm. Therian got 30. Ariska Gall says 12. Mm-hmm. Zena says 11. Raymond Rick. Look at Raymond. Raymond got zero. Star Dancer got seven. The closest winner now, winner, winner, chicken dinner, is Ethereum Forever. Hit it on the head with five. Mm-hmm. Five. All right. Now, the man that everybody loves to hate, Trump. How many did Trump sign in his first six days? Let's go. Come on. Trump, Four. first six days. Okay, Lowry says four. The David says twenty-four. Uh, Sugar P says twenty-seven. Mm. All right, all right, all right. What we got? Uh, Trump. Uh, Raymond says twenty-five. Dan Star says twenty-five. Zena says five. Aristogal says four. Uh, Ethereum says ten. And the winner is Mr. Lowry with four. Zena. Zena and Zena got four, so four. Now, how many has Sleepy <laughs> Joe in six days, how many has he signed in the first week in office? Let's go. It's the last round. Ah, man, that number WG is going Uredo up real says fast. 19. 19 37. Mike. Mr. Lowry says 37. All right. Sugar says 27. We're going to go to the um, uh, El Plume Radio. Uh, Jean says 30. Ethereum says 15. Stardance says 35. Ariska Gall, 30. Mr. Ricks says 11. Zena says 30. Man, y'all on the head. This nigga signed 32. 32. <laughs> Don say zero. That nigga ain't even president. I agree with you right there, Don. I mean, we we understand that uh, he ain't he ain't running the goddamn thing. He ain't running, but thirty two, y'all. What you on? Thirty two. Thirty. Now add up all the previous ones and leave out Biden. Right. Okay. I mean, we can count on our hand. That's four, five equals nine plus two is eleven. Eleven. So he's like almost tripled. He tripled. Is uh, was done before him by the four previous administrations. Now, do you so, want to play your clip again? That was a fast clip, man. I don't mind that it? one. Hell yeah, let me <laughs> play that one more time. This is what he said. And so there's some things that I'm going to be able to do by executive order. I'm not going to hesitate to do it. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to do what used to – Benita, you probably used to get angry with me during the debates when you'd have some of the people you were supporting say, on day one, I'm going to executive order to do this. Not within the constitutional authority. I am not going to violate the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. So, is he violating? Damn. Is he violating that Constitution? Uh, I can give you some jail. Jail, talking about uh, uh, let's give I give us the names, okay? Give us the, the what he signed. Uh, executive, I give um, executive orders done 
by Biden. Let's check it out. <clears throat> I, I need the day. I don't want day one. I, 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 here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> here you go. It goes day. This was just day ones. Moratorium freeze. Freezing approval of rules passed in final days by the Trump presidency. That was number one. Number two, executive order to rejoin the Paris um, Agreement to climate change. Executive order to promote racial equity. Now, we we did that bill last week, and I told we we talked about basically it's nothing but a a commission and a study. That's what that racial equity is. I'll give y'all niggas uh, one point if that's what you think was helping. That's going to help the nigga cause. I'll give you one point. Okay, um, it was that proclaiming the end, the ending ban of U.S. entry from majority Muslim countries, what they call the reversal of the Muslim ban, even though um, it was way more than uh, just countries from Muslims, right? And then he went back and said, we're about to put a, a stop to European countries and then some of those countries that were actually on the Muslim ban. But go ahead. The next one was executive order requiring masks in all federal property, right? That was that one. The executive order con, um, coordinating the government-wide uh, COVID-19 response, right? Executive order revising immigration enforcement. That was actually let them go. What was it called? Let them go immediately uh, policy that they did down in Houston with ICE. And they almost and they, they would have got away with it if, okay, they would have got away with it if, uh the headlines wouldn't have um, smashed that shit, and then they froze it the next day when they literally said it was a directive to let them all out immediately. Hey, I'm not picking and choosing partners. I know you ride with Biden and, and shit like that. I'm telling you uh, what the fuck he put down. I, I, I could care what order and what he did. I'm just telling you what he did. He said the executive order reversing the immigration, executive order undoing regulatory restrictions on federal agencies, right? Mm-hmm. Undoing regulatory restrictions. Isn't that something? You wouldn't think that he would undo regulatory restrictions. Executive order incorporating undocumented immigrants into the census. So they need to do a lot for them immigrants. Executive order refocusing on the climate crisis and canceling the Keystone XL permit, right? Executive order banning discrimination on the basis of gender, identity, or sexual orientation. Woo, them L-V-D-Q-P-P-M-I-E-Z, he'd be in in the full effect for them. A moratorium revamping regulatory review. What the fuck does that mean? It says Biden directed the head of office of the budget and management to oversee an effort to modernize and improve the regulatory review process. Executive order mandating ethics pledge um, pledge for government appointees. Proclamation pulling funds from the border wall. Executive order pausing federal student loan payments. The moratorium reinstating deferred enforcement departure for librarians. Okay. A memorandum strengthening deferred action for childhood arrivals. That's DACA. That was day one. Here's day two. Executive order promoting COVID-19 safeties in domestic and international travel. 
What is that? That's in an effort to curb. So that was his way of putting another restriction on ban, but just not calling it a Muslim ban, but this is the Biden ban. Got it. Executive order expanding access to COVID treatments. Yeah, they want to get all you niggas shot up. So let's go ahead and deploy the, 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 the guards and everything. Let's get that out there. Expand that access. Expand, expand. Executive order promoting data-driven responses to COVID. Meritorium supporting states' use of National Guard for COVID response. Executive order strengthening public health supply chain. Executive order establishing the COVID health equity task force. Make sure you niggas get it. You're going to have that, that health equity. On, going in the hood and have mobile shot mobiles and shit. Make you know you got an ice cream that become get your shot. Executive order supporting and reopening continual operations in school. Executive order. Why would you need executive orders for that? Y'all don't find any of this shit weird? That he's totally going right past Congress? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Well, that's the um, bigger issue to me now. I mean, we know we got the particular. Some of them, like when you look at those executive orders, you're going to have to go and look at them individually because they got buried language in it. Yes, they do. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, we like, got into it. Yeah. We ain't got into it. I think one we, we touched on last week was yes. the equity one. When yes, you go was. down yeah. and look into that equity one, that thing is more about data collection. That's that all it was. It's like, about putting us on surveillance. Th- that's all um, it was. It's about data collection and, and a commission, task force. That's it. A task force. I don't know where y'all from, but when we, when, you know, in the east side, oh, when we call task force, task force coming to get shit. They come to yeah, get your ass. Yeah, that's a jump out. Say, Look out for task. There was the jump out boys. Task yeah, force yeah. was the jump out crew. Okay? That means they was watching the niggas for quite some time, and then when it was time mm-hmm. for them to pop out, the task force hit. But that's the task force you're going to get right now for your uh, inequality. So they monitoring. That's what they're doing. All done by executive order. That's totally circumventing uh, the congressional process. Mm-hmm. Nancy and Chuck Schumer's with it. They don't mind because, see, they're feeding him that stuff. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you think that in six days in office that uh, Kamala and Joe, I think Don put something up, 75% of his staff is not even filled. No. So you got a group of maybe 10 people up there, and you're going to tell me 10 days in office, you had a chance to review a whole United States worth of stuff, contemplate it, put your PowerPoint to it. You know how it go. Put the PowerPoint, right. and all in six hours you come up with a very detailed executive order, not one, but what you say, 31 of them. So they're circumventing Congress to limit debate. Mm-hmm. This this is horrible. This is worst nightmare come true. This is worse because, see, it's starting right <laughs> here. Mm-hmm. It's starting right here. But, see, once they normalize this stuff, there's nothing stopping these people from writing an executive order saying that if you black and got on a pair of Timberlands, 
you go on this list of something who is danger of not bowing to our dictate, so we coming after you. By executive order. Yeah. This shit is crazy. Fed's coming for you. Absolutely. Let's keep going. Soviet we America. Yeah, we ain't even finished. We, we ain't even got through day two. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't even got through day two. Yeah, that's a long right. list. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Executive order. Okay. Executive order promoting workplace safety amid the pandemic. Executive order establishing COVID pandemic testing board. Right. The good old boards. Day three, executive order expanding food assistance programs, right? Because I forgot people on Snaps, they ain't even eating, right? Mm, they ain't eating. No. Hey, I guess. I ain't never, I, I still can't get, I still be trying to figure out uh, why the hell people in Texas in food lines like two miles long and they in cars. See, I'm already, I'm already convinced that people just go get that shit because it's out there. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm highly doubtful that people are, like, fucking starving right now. I know, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I know there might be some people that's kind of hurting, but these people ain't turning nobody away from getting any kind of public assistance right now. You know what I'm saying? They're really just making it comfortable for people for the other shit they got down the pipeline, if you ask me. All right, executive order assisting vets with that. Okay, executive order guaranteeing unemployment insurance for workers who refuse to work during COVID. Woo! You can say, fuck that job. Nigga, keep giving me that money every two weeks. Give me my fucking, uh, uh, what that shit called? Unemployment. I ain't got to go to work. Fuck all that. I ain't going back. COVID in the building. Executive order establishing benefits delivery teams. What the fuck is that? It says Biden ordered order established a network of benefit delivery teams which will coordinate with state and federal agencies to facilitate the distribution of federal aid um, amid the pandemic. That's very vague. Very vague. Next, executive order facilitating delivery of stimulus payments. Okay. So what does that mean? They're going to rehaul? It sounds like these those executives are to redo the system, to re to recreate a new type of system in, in payments. I don't know. That's just my thought. Executive order to address COVID economic relief. An executive order empowering federal workers and contractors. Right? That's I guess that's the federal um, the recommendation for fifteen dollars an hour. Right? That means anytime somebody gets a federal contract and the state with the subs that they hire, they got to get fifteen dollars an hour for. It. They they just skip gate. You see, check this out. They skipped day four and five and went straight to day six. See, what's up with that shit? Can we get what they doing on what he did on day four and five? Y- y'all don't find that interesting that they just skipped that shit all together four and five and just went to day that six. That may have been the weekend. Was that the weekend? Okay, okay. Because they came in on a Wednesday. Got you. Thank you. Day six, executive order reversing transgender military ban. Uh, Executive order proclaiming (laughs) reinstating the COVID travel bans. See, he just wanted to put his own thing on there, even though it was already there. Executive order promoting Buy America Agenda. Now, this is, now, that was already did. He, 
That was done by Trump. It was called Buy American, Hire American. He did that. And um, that was one of his first executive, how many he signed four? That was one of the four that he signed on the first day of uh, coming in, January 20th of 2017. And then it was actually backed by that um, plan that he, um, the the deal that he did with uh, China and, and some other things. They wanted to make, make that look good, which, in fact, only thing it did is say that federal departments had to buy, you know, buy more products from American companies. It does which not. Which is already it, on the book. Thank you. Somebody with some sense, exactly. All I kept saying in these comment, the comment sections under these articles on, on you know, Forbes and Bloomberg and shit. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's well, you know, that's buy American first. And no, that's more of the same that was already in place. That does not create or incentivize companies to build and invest in the country for work. And that was targeted Um, because, remember, it was an issue that China was dumping their cheap steel. Mm -hmm. So in order to cut that out, he required all federal um, contracts that required that material to buy American steel. That's what brought the American steel industry back. Mm -hmm. So uh, when he wrote the order, it was designed to – encourage uh manufacturing right on our end that that's how he jump-started the manufacturing by requiring the fed to purchase what we were now begin to produce ourselves now what joe talked about you know i don't know any of you go ahead because i don't even know what he's talking about with none of those executive orders <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> gotcha <laughs> all right All right, let's get back to it. Day 7, executive order calling for evaluation of Trump's housing policies. Okay. Executive order to end reliance on private prisons. Now, this one I got a kick out of because, you know, Sean King, the one that all the niggas love and, you know, the social justice warrior, I'm glad he said it. I didn't have to say it. Because then I'll be sounding like I'm, I'm, I'm shitting on progress, you know, because that's what they like to throw at people when you look at something with a pot, with a, a critical eye and actually pull out the facts of the matter, you, you know. And, and he even said it, and I'm appreciative to uh, the fake black brother, Sean King. He uh, said, to be clear, the Biden administration did not end private prisons today, not even federally. He said, number one, private federal immigration detention centers will continue and do continue, and that is true. Number two, most private prisons are state-based and will continue. Biden ended a small, tiny portion of federal contracts. That's all he did. Okay? So thank you for that, um, fake black brother, Sean King. But in Holland, like, that was some big shit. But you got that. All right. Um. So it, was, it wasn't to end it, but see, check it, check it out. It was that they could not renew contracts with private prisons. Not that we're shutting down private prisons. 
you just can't renew because there's, you know, contracts that are up. Those who got five years on the books, seven years on the books, a couple of more years on the books of a federal prison, a private prison with the federal government, you're not counseling, you're not canceling those contracts and let them ride on out. Because again, like you said, they're connected to the state, which they get money, and the states ain't gonna shut that down. Next executive order, executive order reaffirming commitment to tribal sovereignty. So that's specific. Let's see, that's specifically for Native Alaskans. It says and uh, American Indians. So they gave LGBTQ their shit, right? With the transgender ban, and and now girls, uh, uh, little boys can play sports with girls. So they gave them what they wanted to by executive order. He gave um, the Indians um, what they wanted through executive orders. What did niggas want? Executive orders. What was they looking for? You got a study that's getting ready to. You got a commission that's coming your way. Or was it public housing? Because they just assume all niggas on public housing. Which one was it? Hmm. Yeah. Next one, executive order denouncing anti-Asian discrimination and xenophobia. Well, even the Asians got a direct fucking executive order with their name on it. Don't be biased against Asians. So that means if we catch you calling coronavirus the Chinese flu, you might be in trouble. Kung flu, you might be in trouble. So they specifically, four other groups, immigration, LBGQ, Indians and Asians. So they just assume that if you throw you some symbolism, and you should take that. Like my boy Puppy said, take that, take that, take that. So you got to take that. That's what you get. Child said, well, can, now, can you uh, break down um, Trump's uh, first days in, um, in office, and, and what did he do with his executive order? I know he stopped. Uh, he he got rid of the individual. How is that mandate. relevant? Oh, it's, you know everybody likes. I, I call it what's the relevancy? I mean, the, the, what's the re- I, I guess it's compare and contrast because I'm sure he wants to show that his executive orders were racist. I mean, <laughs> right? when we when we tried to compare Trump to Obama, we took a beating for four years. We even stopped talking about Obama. We're talking about yeah, Trump. For real. Why you keep bringing up Obama? Obama ain't even in off no more. It's Trump right now, Orange Man bad, and that's in the right. conversation. So, so eventually, we it. just stop even mentioning Obama. But bring up his—he had four yeah, yeah. good executive orders. Um, yeah, here's, here's one of them. Here's okay. one. He got rid of the individual mandate. That was a good thing. Sorry. Yes. That's saying that you don't have to get this shit if you don't want it. You will not be fined because you don't want. This state-run, federally-run health care, you have the choice if you want it or not. So he got rid of the individual mandate. And that's what he got rid of now because you know they lied on the man. They said he got rid of Obamacare. He didn't. (laughs) I just don't have to get that crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's number one. You know. That was the yeah, the Affordable Care Act was the first one. That mm-hmm. was getting rid of the individual mandate. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they said you got to you should be able to have your own individual responsibility to make payments. That was day one. I'm trying to find the other ones. Um, we we know he did four in six days. 
That's what he did on day one. I, I just want what he did when he first hit office. All right. <clears throat> Here you go, first six days. We got his first six days. Here we go. Here we go. Since you want to do it, the rollback, like an individual mandate, I gave you that. Immigration. Trump made the, uh, it said, um, he made a big splash in his first week in office on Wednesday when he signed two executive orders. So this is two. This is two of the four. So we're on number three because he did two. Two executive orders codifying two of his major campaign pledges to build a wall. So the wall was an executive order, the, the building of the southern border, the wall on the southern border. And the mm-hmm. second one was to cut off funding for sanctuary cities. Meaning if you are harboring illegal immigrants, giving them benefits and all that shit, you're not getting any federal dollars. But I guess that's racist. Um, And the the last one was of moratorium or freeze on – no, no. It said um, the Trump administration issued a memorandum dealing with – Regulations so far taking steps to fill the long-time Republican page of rolling back burden regulations on small businesses and manufacturing. So there you have it. Those were the four. There you go. And all four of those had a direct impact on communities across America. The uh, sanctuary cities alone has a direct impact because these people are overrunning some cities uh, down on the border and over in California. Man, tell me about it. Uh, D.C. Cali, as well baby. in certain spots. Yeah, Maryland is bad. They got shit, maybe 60% of PG County is overran. Alexandria, mm-hmm. Virginia, they stuck. They have to keep it. If they ever got rid of the illegal population in Alexandria, they go belly up overnight. That's how many mm-hmm. is over there. Uh so those had direct impacts. Not only that, those executive orders was tied to his uh, campaign um, stance or his platform. So all of those executive orders was fully disclosed on what he was going to do if he got into office. Those executive orders, Biden didn't even have a platform. He ain't. He, they just had a bunch of slogans where him and Kamala never provided a comprehensive platform beyond the catchphrases, build back better, racial equity. And then when he gave a platform, he lied. You played a tape right there. He yeah. said he was not going to rule by executive order executive because order. that's unconstitutional. He gets in the office, and in six days, this has to sink in. Beyond the content, this guy signed 31 executive orders. He tripled the amount of executive orders of the preceding four presidents. Each president got four years, right? You know, we just yeah. add it up. Eight. Shit, two of them was two-term presidents. Shit. So 16 years between Obama and Clinton. <laughs> right? No, eight with Bush. 30. Eight. So that's 24 years. That's 24 years of government. Right? And Trump made sense. Transgenders can now go back into the bathroom was the number one priority in the first six days. Right. 
Now I said, now, Jaya, you're asking the right question. Who telling him to write all these executive orders? Because it ain't him. China. Because it ain't him. <laughs> they don't call him Beijing Biden for nothing. <laughs> right? And that ain't no coincidence. Guess who gave the opening speech for as far as world leaders at Davos? Same thing. There you go. You got it. Bing. Jing. It was like a victory celebration they over there having. Exactly. That ain't no coincidence, y'all, that he's the first to speak. All right? It's they not like a good week. look now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. This is not a good look at all. No, but these people are so, so, all of the masses out here are stars still caught up in, in the oxytocin and, 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 you know, euphoria of, of, of all these first, all these people who look like me. I see Asians, I see blacks, I see women, I see transgenders, I see, you know, there's all these people and all these, it looks like me, it looks like America, but are you paying attention to really what they're doing or what they're not doing? Or I always showed on, on the Donna Colleon show, all the trickery and illusionary shit. That's going on right now. They're driving it in the black community hard, man. A neighbor had the radio mm-hmm. on, you know, one of the popular stations, maybe 93 or something up here. Mm-hmm. And, man, maybe 15 minutes straight, you know how the, the announcer, the cool DJ, this, this is me, I'll be D. Yeah. Six, they, we still celebrate the first black Kamala. They play down, Joe. Play up her, but they are driving in this narrative mm-hmm. so deep. That mm-hmm. this thing is just like crazy. Yeah. I like anything. They don't sense it half of America. So now Americans are thinking that this bullshit that this cat is doing is cool because they don't censored everybody else. So in terms of our community, there is no diversity of thought right now. You can turn on. 15 black radio stations in 15 different cities, and I guarantee you all 15 of them playing Hallelujah, Kamala's here, we finally made it, we got a black person, ain't none of those commercials talking about the lack of uh, a policy in his first 31 days, which half of those executive orders are illegal. If not 75% of them. And he knew he couldn't, and and it would have to be done by executive order just to attempt, because they knew he wouldn't be able to pass any of this shit in Congress, because why that should have to be debated on. Because it has to be debated on. Who wants a public discussion? Discussion? Come on, man, they got these people all fucked up. Vaccines, masks, you scared, uh, you know, stick your ass in the house. Oh, don't uh, fuck with other people. Say, it, say it's double mask now. Double Two masks. Hold on, all in one week, CDC <laughs> said that the testing, we lied to y'all about the testing. Yes. We got to dial it down because Mm -hmm. most of y'all wasn't even positive. We were just picking up dirt in your system, and we called it cold. They admitted to that. Okay, exactly. Then they they come back in the same week now and said, well, the vaccines really don't work 
which is all the reason that you should take it real fast because we're not sure that they work. I posted the actual, I couldn't make sense of that. So it don't work. So you need to rush and take it because it don't work. Then this dude come back out and say, well, maybe we need double masks for more efficacy. Because, Which is because, the new buzzword. Well, yo, efficacy is the shit, right? But let me play this for you. Because um, <laughs> I played this on the Son of Man show, but I got to play it on Hard Damn Politics. Because, again, like, people don't be listening out here. It's just, it's, it's so funny. Here we go. Crazy. Questions that keep coming up. Okay. Um, why do I have to keep wearing the mask after I get the vaccine? I thought it was going to protect me from the vaccine. Uh, what's the answer? Well, the answer is, unless you get the overwhelming majority of the country vaccinated and protected and get that umbrella of what we call herd immunity, there's still a lot of virus out there. There's still a lot of virus out there. So just because you're protected, so-called protected by the vaccine, you need to remember that you could be prevented from getting clinical disease. This man said so-called protected. (laughs) So you don't shut all these people up for nothing. You know, you might be, you know, so-called protected or some shit oh. like that. Let's keep listening. Yeah. So just because you're protected, so-called protected by the vaccine, you need to remember that you could be prevented from getting clinical disease and still have the virus that is in your nasopharynx because you could get infected. We're not sure at this point that the vaccine protects you against getting infected. We're not sure at this point that the vaccine protects you against <laughs> getting infected. Did we know for sure it's very, very good, 94, 95% in protecting you against clinically recognizable disease. <laughs> clinically recognizable disease, but not COVID. Mm. And almost 100% in protecting you for severe disease. <laughs> and almost 100% from severe disease? Well, then what does he call COVID if that's not serious? But until you have virus that is so low in society, we as a nation need to continue to wear the mask, to keep the physical distance, to avoid crowds. We're not through with this just because we're starting a vaccine program. We're not through with this just because we're starting a vaccine program. Even though you as an individual might have gotten vaccinated, it is not over by any means. We still have a long way to go, and we've got to get as many people as possible vaccinated of all groups. Yeah, they hurry up and need as many vaccinated so they can hook your ass up to that cloud. I'm trying to tell you something. Yeah, put you on the grid. You know, they need to put move us on, all over to the grid. Yes. Man, so none of that that he just said made any sense whatsoever. But check this though. I could I could I thought I heard you read at least four executive orders mm-hmm. based on COVID. Yes. And Wait, COVID is now. based on what we just heard that man just say right now. Okay. Right. And they're about to make everybody wear two masks. Oh, <laughs> uh, who's right. the mask wearing stock? I need to look that up, man. They're about to triple their money. They're about to make their money twice all, all right. over again. 
Okay, and now you got Microsoft, Oracle, um, and I forget what other company coming out with the ID pass. Remember, people thought we was crazy when we said you gonna have to have a fucking uh, a, pa- a medical a passport to fucking tra- travel internationally. Yeah, they're working mm. on that now. And they said, and they said they're trying to do it domestically. Well, I, you know, I won't be flying. I'll be one uh, John Madden bus riding ass because John Madden. People don't know who John Madden is, the old school football coach. Who they named the video yeah. game after? He doesn't like to fly, so he would, he would, he had the Madden bus, so he mm-hmm. would go to the different games to call the, the games. Well, you but know, you know. he slipped that requirement into the requirement for federal employees to wear masks because he also has interstate travel, which will have your buses right. and your planes and your trains. Yes. I said, what these stupid motherfuckers going to be riding with a mask on the freeway <laughs> in their cars? <laughs> yeah, they will. They that dumb. Yeah. They, they are. Uh, Americans, uh, yeah. Green Day I told you song. TV be driving people crazy. I told you. They done took people all the way over the edge. If people ain't called out Dr. Fawcett yet. No. And listening to that guy. Because what you just played sounds um, 100% um, crazy. That's what we used How to call lunatic. Any, right. How does he have any legitimacy left what, what, but by, after we just heard what he fucking said? So the 94% efficacy and the 95% efficacy is Effectiveness. to, to protect Defense. you against other diseases. Or whatever, claiming that it does that. It doesn't shit for But COVID. we ain't even talking about other diseases, y'all. I know. That's the point. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be <laughs> that's how, it. That's how, how ridiculous it is. So you accounted for every disease in the world when you gave me this. So even if it don't work on COVID, right. yeah, everything else is taken care of. Exactly. But you know, they play. And they at play the same right. time. See, at the same time, we're getting more and more government intrusion on a private enterprise. Yes. So it may look like they're opening back up the economy, but when they're opening back with massive restrictions massive. and regulations, which it, amounts to government invasion. controlling private yes. enterprise. Yes. Exactly. Say it one more time for the people in the back can hear you, man. Man, government control of private enterprise. That's what the whole global reset is. It's taking it out of our hands and putting it in the hands of select few monopolists who will decide for you how you should live your life and everything in it. They're and, taking and they, away our freedom of choice. Right. They're and revolting. while all this shit is going on over here, and people are focused on the executive order, they over in Davos globally putting all that shit together right now. It's a free-for-all right now. It's a free-for-all right now. They are working to institute that stakeholder economy. I mean, um, capitalism, excuse me. That shit. And, and we so ain't we, the stakeholders. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> All right. They wouldn't give me the stakeholders. So Man. you know how you used to have a, an effect if you mm. boycotted somebody's business, you might affect their bottom line? With this new shit, it don't matter what happens. You'll have no effect on how they're doing and what they're doing in business because now they are they are governed by an international committee, not even the American government. And really those are the stakeholders. Correct. Okay. Those are the stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, 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 is, it will become what you see in China, which is a government is state government capitalism. You know what I'm saying? I say it's even further reaching. It's global. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, let's flip it now. I mean, people ain't want to think. People don't want to use their common brain. You know, people want to be led by what Kamala tell them. You know, so that's what it seems like what people want. And she said, we'll all be (laughs) at the same place. We all end up at the same place. <laughs> Every place in history that have tried, and we're going back to the first century, second century, the Anabaptists, the 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 the, the, the ring, all of those people who tried to bring about equity, that led to a very bad place in society. That's what was causing rebellion after rebellion because they kept trying to do this equal outcome thing and everybody is equal and it just never works. Period. But, uh, yeah, this efficacy I'll say something thing, real man. quick. Great day. Yeah. Hey, 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 John, great to hear from you. What's up, You're on a roll Larry? on Facebook. You're on a roll there, oh, man. Hey, night. Yeah, you had me rolling to four in the morning. Sometimes they let me out, baby. I was hey. <laughs> I said, damn. <laughs> <laughs> then I had now, to I like that. right back up at I, me. I, I don't want you to lose your thought, but that one you did on the Treasury, that all those empty positions, that one hit me there. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That goddamn fake ass, goddamn uh, uh, movie said they hit your ass. Oh, all that movie that said damn... hit me. That one hit me. All of them was there. All of them. I ain't even gonna lie to you. <laughs> goddamn movie said they they filming live from L.A. Right <laughs> here, uh, from Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I got some more shit, man. I would tell y'all some shit, but then y'all be like, "Get to me, give me." I can't give up everything. You feel me? Right. I'm gonna tell you why I realized I can't give up everything because it all started in my life with the black site, the black web, the dark web. Okay. The moment I give it, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, give yeah. it to anybody, all of a sudden I get ready to goddamn enjoy a goddamn movie that came out the day. <laughs> The shit say sight taken down. So, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It be shit like that. Yeah, so I, I realized over trial and error, man, you just can't, you just can't, you just can't get it. You just yeah. can't get it up. But, man, when got I tell you I got some shit, I got some oh, shit. Oh, that shit on you know Obama was fire. I think that went over. I ain't even talking about that, man. I'm talking about, like, what I'm trying to say is, man, yeah. I told Neff. Just one thing. A mm-hmm. motherfucker sent me all of the declassified 
files mm. from the CIA, FBI, everybody. And mm. on those files is also all the Hillary Clinton emails. Mm. 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 You know what I'm saying? And I mean, when yeah, I tell yeah. you, it's everything from A to Z outside of Hillary Clinton emails. Hillary Clinton emails is about a fucking thousand yeah. on that shit. Yeah, but um, from A to Z, that shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not giving it, I'm not giving y'all shit. Y'all ain't finna fuck up my goddamn well, well, informant. But look, right. um, no, the answer is um, no. Hell no. We can't get no lip to ear. Cause there's nah, no way. Nah, nigga, I ain't got time to be on the phone with y'all. Goddamn, in private, motherfucker. God damn. Like, you want to keep us in the dark? We got to stay in the dark. Man, fuck that. You nigga, use your psychic powers, nigga. It's, after, it's December 21st. Here we are, January 21st. Them psychic powers. Y'all little Negro powers supposed to have been kicked in by now. Uh, a month later, after okay. December 21st. But look here. Uh, but, damn, y'all keep interrupting me, man. I'm getting fucking old-brained. But look, uh, what I finna say? Oh, but, um, okay, so look, um, Lowry. The 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 declassified shit is like from A to Z, right? Mm-hmm. But it ain't like an alphabet. It's like a whole bunch of A's and a whole bunch of B's and a whole bunch of C's and a whole bunch of D's yeah. all the way down to Z, right? And some of them is it's crazy. And uh, I've spent like hours like going through them and shit. But when you open up one of the motherfuckers, it's like damn near five hundred goddamn pages. Right. But the one. Right. They caught my attention was th- that I really read through. I give y'all two real quick that I read through. These classified. One thing what they tell what the media they tell the media to tell the public. And it's another thing they keep to themselves. I give you right. one. The DC sniper. Okay. That shit. Mm, I that, that declassified yeah. shit. Yeah, homeboy was military. He was working for them. I heard that. Yeah, yeah he, he was. So, of course, now, when that shit was going on, I even said that motherfucker was working for them. The proof is in the motherfucking goddamn declassified file from the FBI. Yeah, mm. he was working for them. Yeah. It, yeah, the just created a whole different type of narrative because that nigga wasn't just picking off motherfuckers randomly. It was motherfuckers they was called to hit on and making it look like it was all out of door regardless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, anyway, um, um, and and one one that I went through, I didn't read it all. I just was skimming. It's all of your white supremacy groups, mm-hmm. your Aryan nation, and all that type of shit. And they got the symbols and all that shit up, explaining the symbols and shit like that. Now, um, here's the interesting thing about the white supremacy groups and the neo-Nazis, I guess, or whatever the fuck, because, you know, this was about a month ago last year when I was reading that shit. Mm-hmm. But um, but um, they were actually working with the government until there they went go. rogue. Yeah, until they went rogue. And um, they had, like, a lot of them, I, I can't remember any right now, but um, they had mm-hmm. their different symbols. It was all this FBI briefing shit about them and shit. So I was basically reading their presentation. You know what I'm saying? You know how if we watch Quantico or some shit now, and they'll be like, okay, I need you to look at all these motherfuckers, study these motherfuckers with these slideshows and shit. This is such and such group. They were the this and that and the third. Their motto is 
uh, one unite, unite all type shit. Yeah. And here's their symbol mm-hmm. and then their handshakes and shit. So it was like all that about all these different, um, basically working for the government groups until they went rogue. When they went rogue is when they decided to turn them over to the public and turn them into the bad guy. Okay. The you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they was working for the I government. Um, and, 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 yeah, yeah, and then put them on that poverty leadership. The only one, the interesting thing about it, who was also working with the FBI, the government and all of that, is in there. The only black organization, guess who it is? Nation Islam. Come on. Yeah. Nation Islam. Close. Oh. You hot. You know, yeah, we ain't got that many, motherfucker. Yeah, we right. got that new many. Black, new Black Panther Party? There you go. New Black Panther Party. And it's the whole situation where the FBI wrote everything up on Malik Shabazz. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Uh-huh. Wow. Yep, New Black Panther wow. Party. And it talked about the assassination of Khalid Muhammad and that bitch and how, um, uh, what's his name, um, replaced him, Malik Shabazz. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. It was so yeah, all people. that shit. He worked uh-huh. Of course. Of course. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that's how he ended so, up on um, Gerardo and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of other shit. I that's how he was able saying. to talk that woman out the house, and then the police locked her and, and took her baby away. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's working right. with him. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the New Black Panther Party. So I, I was like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but that was the only black organization. I was looking for the Nation of Islam. I was looking for you know, some damn the Wabians and shit like that. Right. But, nah, they just throwed on the um the poverty, southern poverty leadership. Lost some of po- mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that lost in the shit, but yeah. not in the FBI. So there's no... So Khalid will Rick represent one of them. For those that's listening, them. I was looking for Ricky Michelle and all them motherfuckers that infiltrated. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see all that. And Bond and all them niggas infiltrated yeah. and, and uh, Yaya mm-hmm. and whoever the fuck else, I don't give a shit. But nah, the only black organization was that. And also the information... I could be wrong about this, and I'm probably twisting it up now, so I'm going to leave that one out. But I will say mm-hmm. this. I don't know where I've seen this at, but y'all know they exposing um, what happened to Fred Hammond, Hampton. Is now, that right? Yeah. They're bringing that You're up? hearing the buzz, but I haven't looked yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to expose it. That's coming out, too, so look out for that. Um okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to fucking um, show everybody hand. All the niggas like Bobby Rush and them niggas. Yeah. They're going to fucking expose all them motherfuckers. They ain't sent it now. Yeah. All that type of shit. Got them a little place in politics after doing that shit. Yeah. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, but they're coming out. All right. So back to what made me take the mic um, and I yield. Um, Equity and equality. I don't know how. You know what I'm saying? I just posted a post like equity and equality scared the shit out of me. Then I'm here in the background, the fucking yeah. show of, of um of um what's his name uh, Larry talking about equity and equality and shit. Equity and equality go together. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um. So, but it do scare the hell out of me for a few things. But um, and I just posted it, and then I hear y'all talking about it. But um, I did see a meme, 
And I'm going to try to paint the perfect picture of this meme to you guys by spoken word. Okay? It's uh, three people um, on the other side of a wall. And they're trying to watch a baseball game. Can y'all see the three people? Yes. Okay. They're looking over the wall trying to watch the game? Yeah. Right, right. Okay, so you can see it. Okay, good. Okay, so, and this is what, this is how they explain equity, not equality. Right? So the tallest person just need just a little brick because it's already tall as fuck and they can see the game. The second person need like four bricks because it's shorter than a tall person. So it's standing on four bricks, and now it can see the game. And then there's a little bitty midget, let's say, about the size of Adonai. Okay. And and that motherfucker need about 15 goddamn bricks to see over the wall. So they right. all are even, right? And so when I saw that, I said, oh, oh that's cute because all I'm focusing on is the little man. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Basically, equity, based on that little picture that I seen a while back, is basically for the for the weakest, for the littlest, yeah. for the midgets, for the incompetents, for the dumbasses, yeah. for every goddamn body that don't know how to make a way out of no way. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that would be equity. So in other words, um... Like they say, like we saw the picture of someone's at the bottom, one at the top, you reach down and pull that motherfucker up. Yes. That would be <laughs> equity. Right. All right. But um, it sounds good, but equity, equity and equality doesn't work with a corrupt mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm, with a, thank you. Say that It doesn't shit. work with a, with a very corrupt mind. mind. Because yeah. a corrupt mind reminds me of the Negro family that believes every child gets the same treatment. That's corrupt. Every child doesn't get the same treatment. It's not realistic. You know what I'm saying? Right, because that's a corrupt mind, like a corrupt hard drive, motherfucker. Your hard drive is fucking corrupt. the <laughs> 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 fuck? You know what I'm saying? Something wrong with your thinking around this bitch. It's glitches in that shit, um, and that's not true. Um, <laughs> you were already given equity, and I will tell you how you know you was given equity. You was given the white man's education. Mm-hmm. That's equity. You know what I'm saying? You and the I white kids you. learned the same shit from this right. bastard. That's equity. When it comes to the medical thing, he treated your body like it was his, and gave you the same diagnosis and the same sickness and disease and medication for it, and your body is totally different. That's equity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not giving anything that caters to your genetic makeup. You're giving the treatment catered to his genetic makeup. That would be equity. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So that yeah, shit yeah. is diabolical. And everybody is giving this basically that same universal system. Why it never, and that's equity. Why it never worked for us because equity don't work for us. Equality doesn't work for us because we're not of the animal fucking kingdom. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? We are yeah. totally different from all the motherfuckers. So, and because they've been living in an equality and an equity system given to them by somebody else they have. I don't give a fuck. Shit just ain't fair if they say it, but no, motherfucker, you've been given the same equal opportunity and equity. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like a white doctor sends you to a black doctor. That would be your equity. That would be your equality. He doesn't do that. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. It isn't like you know what I'm saying, the the principal makes sure when you enroll that all black children are taught by black teachers. That's not equity. That's not my equal. You know what I'm saying, if I'm sent somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? You got me? So yeah. it's kind of like that's not happening. That's not happening. So we, if if there is an equality or an equity, it has to be for us with us, with our own people, seeing us, treating us fairly, giving us higher education by our own people, giving us better health care by our own people. That's equality. All right. That's equity. say that shit. But it ain't if I got to be, if I got to still deal with the white man and he diagnosed me as being obese, but I'm big bone by nature. You're right. you're watching. You're paying, you're only you only. You know what I'm saying. Your standard form of who's fat, who's thin, who's overweight, who's obese is by your kind, not for my yeah. kind. That's right. You know what I'm saying. Our yeah. blood pressure isn't high, but in his standard, it is. It's high, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying. And then That's he put right. those us on medication because if a Caucasian blood pressure is the same as ours. Then something bad gonna happen to them motherfuckers. But if it's right. blood pressure, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? bad gonna happen to that motherfucker. Right. So yeah, yeah. If our cholesterol level is is what is is high considered their standard, yeah, then we got high cholesterol. But we don't. That's why when we come back from the doctors, they get shocked. Doctors will say, I don't know, surprise you had no diabetic coma because our sugar can increase, motherfucker, to mm. your standard of a diabetic coma and nothing the fuck will happen. So, you know what I'm saying? We're the only ones to get different shocks, uh, statements, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Your cholesterol high, surprise you ain't had a heart attack, motherfucker, because that motherfucker ain't white. The fuck? <laughs> Was had a heart attack by now. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, yeah, I, that's why equity and equality has always been here, but it was by who's giving us the equity and who's giving us the equality, and that is the Caucasian race. And this is why this should never be fair until they give us back our people. Let my people go. Let my black doctors go. Let my black nurses leave your bitch ass. Let my black teachers and everybody get the fuck away from you, motherfucker. Let my black scientists, let my black bus drivers and whoever the fuck get the fuck away from your ass. Let my black bankers leave you, bitch nigga. Let my black people go, and then we can discuss equality and equity amongst each Mm. other. Yes. Because this ain't going to work. This shit ain't going to work. That's real. It's not going to work. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it from here first. <laughs> Your mic control. 
Dr. Coleon, y'all. That's what I'm talking about. That put a real big smile on my face. I'm like, like Kool-Aid smile right now because that's where this, that's, so, no, that's equity, that's equality. God damn it. Exactly. Did she done drop the mic? Okay. So she come with blow it up and drop the mic and walk off. I wish I would love to do it in my five minutes stand up, man, and then goddamn, you know. Just drop the mic and keep it moving. My Lord, come back home. Take the mic as the host and shit. So, 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 I have a question. I, I have a question to make sure I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully understand, uh, comprehending what you're saying. So you can't comprehend that words, shit, you white boy. No, no, nah, not by a long shot. So basically, I, I just live in D.C. You know, uh, if if the so you saying if the underlying fundamentals that we're basing equality on is off, then the results are going to be off. Yes, because yeah. it's not us giving it to ourselves. It's okay. a beast bastard that is nothing like us, which is why mm. we get sicker, which is why we believe everything the doctor tells us, everything the, the black school teacher tells us, and the shit ain't giving right. us better because they're all taught by this no. motherfucker. Correct. His shit yeah, may be so good, it, but it's not yeah. good for us. Oh, no, no. So they, the motherfucker need to let my people go. Mm-hmm. The fuck? And then we amongst ourselves give each other's equality and equity. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we'll, have our, we'll have our own standardized system for our people, for yeah. our kind. You know what I'm saying? Not his kind, and then we're diagnosed with his bullshit, and that's not how it works. And we on his drugs. Right. And we in his, when we getting taught by this motherfucker, even though a black teacher is holding a goddamn white man textbook teaching us like a black preacher holding a white man's book preaching to us, that's that's why we still fucked up. We need to give him back all his shit, and he needs to release all our people, even our black physicists, our black fucking goddamn mathematicians, and all that shit. Give us back our give us back our people, and we will establish equity and equality amongst each other. Because mm-hmm. it'll never be enough for black people, man Because they're still leeching off of his um, Fucking ideas and formulas and, and what to eat and shit We yeah. let them dictate to us in school Bunch of white nasty fat men to tell us The, tri- the pyramid was based on a whole bunch of meat Cheese and fucking bread. Bread. You know what I'm saying? And and milk all of and which are nasty bad fucking us. shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. All of which is bad for us, but good for him. Mm. And his kind. It's true. It's that type of shit. So we have been living in a equal and equity system under him and his kind, with him and his kind, but it hasn't been beneficial for us health wise. Wealth-wise, emotional-wise, religious-wise, spiritual-wise, physical-wise, all that shit. It has not helped us at the fuck all. Maybe gave us some extra money, but that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Hmm. That's real equality. Truly really quality. Yeah, because their equality has not worked. I mean, nah, I, I, I love I, it, man. I want somebody That's... to show me where Bernie Sanders' equality has worked. Oh man, 
And I'm just using him as an example. I know, I know, I know. I mean, that's the closest example you can use because that's the motherfucker that really taught that shit. That was his rallying cry. <laughs> that was his rallying cry that became a populist movement, right, with the younger generation yeah. and the people who was like, we need some fairness, we need some equality, we need some, you know, the, the, the you know, we need to help the, the downtrodden and the common man. That's his, that's his uh, rallying cry. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I just that that was just so right and exact, man. I mean, if you had all our own people who do what it is that they do, the greatness that they have, but it was for us, be a real fubu for us by us type of situation. That is your equality, you know. But again, you know, that just comes from more of us. Shit, doing the things that we do. Yeah, right? yeah, we can't be equal to something that's that not equal. is. is it, 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 well, yeah, yeah, that's not it. We only equal to each other. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, a black teacher or a black intelligent person that writes his own textbook for us makes us equal to the author or to the teacher guide mm-hmm. as the students because it relates to us. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, that's some heavy. That's some heavy stuff there. That that's real science, not this fake up, made up science they talk about today. Uh, that's that's real science because if your fundamental, that's science 101. If your fundamentals. And evolve, and let me show you this. Everything in else. The, in is the off. picture, in the in the meme, this is the reality. They were all black. Just a short <laughs> little boy, a medium-sized uh-huh. teenager, and a father, mm-hmm. trying to look over that. They they were all black. That's what they, that's what nobody caught when they want to give the equal, equal, uh, equity. That's equity. So a right. short motherfucker would need more steps to be lifted up and see what's right. going on. You tall, all you need is one little footstool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that those were Nubian people, right? That looked out for each other and gave each other the size. Of the bricks, you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. can help the one shorter than the tall one, and the one short shorter than the medium sized one, be able to see. Mm-hmm. They were all black. We can't get it from them. Y'all been getting equality and equity from these motherfuckers. Mm. And it just but it, it, it's, 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 it's a the death of us. <laughs> No, it doesn't serve us us. to be equal and have equity with them motherfuckers. Right. That's the truth. We need our own people back. We need need our way of life back. Yeah. I remember when I was carrying Ad and I pregnant as a, what, a 32-year-old, and I remember going into the uh, doctor's office, you, you know, Jewish man, and he goes, yeah, we have to have this conversation because, you know, when you get above 30-something years old, there's a high risk that you can have a, a baby with Down syndrome and all this other shit, and they wanted to run all these tests. I said, that, said, that ain't for me. I said, that's not for, I basically said it ain't for people like me. He caught what I was throwing, and he was like, you're right. That's true. Yeah, because I'm like, that That shit don't pertain to me. Well, uh, ain't a whole bunch of black women out here spitting out Down syndrome children. We, we have, you know, I'm sure there's some numbers, but it ain't like uh, the other folks. So 
No, there would be no uh, embryotic that shit where they want to get something out of your navel and that fluid and to test none of that. It would be none of that because I don't I don't fall under the category of that because I'm in my thirties. I'm carrying a child. Like Don said, that that is not equal. I'm not equal to those other women. Yeah. Those other races of women. Yeah. Just like when they want to place that at risk pregnancy. With a white yeah. bitch onto a black bitch rule. That That's what they did. That's what they was trying to Motherfucker do. Motherfucker right. Sarah was a nigga and she had a baby at 112. Fuck out of here. You go. Sarah was a nigga. Right. Like, yo, that shit don't apply. Yeah. Straight up. That's what I. That's exactly what I told him. I said that without saying it, but he, he caught it. He was like, you're right. I know I'm right because I'm not no white woman. Or ain't no Asian woman either, so yeah, I like that. Though. That was a, that was the highlight of the show for me. I I can end it right now. <laughs> I can end it right now. That was it. Because that real equality. Because the shit that they're trying to usher in under the the blanket of equity, equality, and inclusion. It's still that shit, as if they ain't never got it. it. No, you it. did get it. You still getting it, motherfucker. That's why you still complaining. <laughs> because it's not yeah. you. It's not for. It's not. It doesn't work that way. A dog give you equity and equality. It's been giving you that. Right. It gave you all of his history and and none of your true story. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Gave it to you. Right. Right. Yeah. And they gave their children. Gave it. They gave it to the children the same shit, but ain't right. they gave and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, we had to find out from, from Nubian motherfuckers who literally went, remember who went to Egypt and wrote the books that ain't number niggas. Went right. to Sumer right. that wrote the books and they went, and they hid it about Columbus landing in America seeing nothing but big lips, nappy-headed niggas when he got here. They hid right. that from us in their goddamn books. We had to find that out from a nigger. Yeah. Not from a white man. So we might as well tell Mr. Whitey, let our niggas go. Because we've been learning everything about ourselves, about our anatomy. We ain't tell us shit about melanin in science. We learned that from niggas. That's true. Learned that from all the teachers. We did. Yeah, we learned that from black people, motherfucker. So you was adding out a lot of shit equally in equity. Yeah. So that only works for them, for your kind. You know what I'm saying? But right. not for our kind. Our kind, we need to be equal and have equity amongst each other, each other. without this motherfucker's like hand in it. And take them out the equation. Absolutely. Because the shit ain't been good for yeah. us ever since. Got one big-ass trick bag. Hey, if it's ever time to get off the end of the road, this will now be the time. Be like, thank you, sir. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Thanks for the I ride, think I'll man. get off this shit right here. <laughs> Thanks for the ride. Yeah. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. That's a real shit right there. I mean, because if you let, her, let him teach you, I mean, we all know, those of us who know. I don't know about the dumbites. I like that one, Don. You know, all he's going to teach us is we wasn't worth shit. Your mama ain't worth shit. Your daddy wasn't worth shit. So you ain't getting shit. That's basically all we're going to get out of that teaching. Um, 
But it would take another black person to say that's not necessarily true. But, yeah. There'll always be somebody on the other side trying to keep the niggas over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the end of the road, you know what I mean? <laughs> that shit, they talking. <laughs> I don't have it singing the voice to men, son. Oh, no, I was thinking of the same song. <laughs> it's the end of the road, man. Like, I am not doing that shit that they're talking about right now. Yeah, I mean America is going is 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 going through some things. Um, we got four we got four minutes, y'all, before we get ready to head into overtime. Four minutes. So um, log on in, call on in. If you are on the cell phone, go ahead and hang up and and come back in so you won't be dropped during the last hour of the show. Y'all know the numbers. I give it to you anyway. Uh, one five one five six zero five ninety eight twenty eight. The other number is one four two five five six nine fifty two seventy four. I got this one right here from Zena. Zena um, gave me this uh, website, this link for Texas Nationalist Movement. Are you familiar with that, Mr. Lowry? Mm-hmm. Anybody else? You are. Yeah, are those are those the ones who are trying to separate? Who yeah. wants to separate from the United States? Yes, it is. The tech is called Tex Exit. Texit. Texit. <laughs> so you yeah. have Blexit. Yeah. Blexit, the Lexit. black exit. Now you got, oh, you had Lexit too? You had the, the yeah, Lexit? Latin. The Latin? Okay, mm-hmm. Latino exit. Now Texit. All right, it said a guide to Texas independence. It says Texas will again lift its head and stand among the nations. It ought to do so. For no country upon the globe can compare with it in natural advantages. That was Sam Houston, old school. But yeah, they're trying to get the fuck out. They want to succeed, secede, I should say, secede um, away from the um, federal government and say they can stand on their own. You have a movement like that going on in California. They want to break California up. There's a who want to break California up into three. Three individual states within the state of California. The you have the Southern California, then they want to keep the Bay Area basically, <laughs> Bay Area <laughs> along the coastline up north, and then you have the rest of California, which is the Valley and and all that. They want to make it the thing. So te- this is what Texas wants to do. It said Texas is a term. Used to refer to Texas exiting the union and becoming an independent, self-governing nation. And I understand why. I just told you America, she's lost her sovereignty. She's lost it. This is not a a sovereign country anymore. It's being run by an international committee that would dictate the policies of this country. Can do how much you how much you uh can create what you can't all under the guise of those those two words that I used earlier I'll add the third was is an inclusivity equity equality and inclusivity and under the guise of climate change protecting mother earth mm-hmm. so that that um brings on um all other kind of shit too so so Texas trying to get the fuck up out of there, and I, I wouldn't blame Texas at all. 
don't want to be a part of that. Shit, Texas doing the same thing. No, I just said, look, this the end of the road. <laughs> right. They see the writing on the wall. We want you know, I love y'all that right was going to happen. Texas is going to be the first to break away. <laughs> you know what I'm Like, fucking when, when, before the Capitol. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Civil War, yeah. the United States would be the ununited yeah. states, the divided states. They're about yeah. to start to break off. Yeah. So for all I'll our listeners that need a white man to, uh, uh, to say it for it to be valid, hey, Texas saying the same thing. Right. Don't no say it first. Texas shit. did it. Yeah. They said, damn right. Got that. The bitch they sued Biden. Doing. You know they, they sued Biden ass, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, and won, too. And won a lawsuit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want to fall for this shit. Yeah. Yeah, the United. Yeah, this is about to be divided territory once again. We're going back to the beginning. Before you know it, it's going to be a Pangea. We're continents drift again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and John Hanson is going to have to fucking make goddamn George Washington general. This is about to be. <laughs> it's about to go all the way back. Now, now you got me thinking. Going all the way the back, where there was no slavery, motherfucker. Like, yeah, that means this shit going a lot down. of homesteading. That means that you know the territories was wide open and homesteading, and that's interesting because now we got you come out that Gates bought all that farmland. That's homesteading in its essence. You know, you buy all the farmland, you get as much land as you can, and and you run your own shit. You run your own. Well, he's using that farmland to see if uh, how much dust can cover all those acres, acres mm-hmm. to um, not block, block the, sun. the sun, but on the lower atmosphere that we're on to block okay. us from the sun. You can't mm-hmm. block the sun. True, true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so if you saw the article, you will see the dust over all that farmland. He's going to test the dusting. And for the record, boys and girls, there's about 15 different goddamn movies and series out about dust. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, about dust. Every time you and yeah. that dude is Stardust, I can't sleep at night. And shit like that. Hey, nigga, look here, nigga. You're on lockdown in D.C. That's why you can't see all the troops, goddamn it, protecting the White House that's closed right now. Oh, yeah. But look here. Capital two. The capital too. Like nobody can get in, nobody can get out. I can only go down one way down. Yeah, Yeah. I left. I can't go back. But but since you're on lockdown, you got plenty of time, nigga. Watch his dark materials. There's one that I'm watching. Yeah, because all they mentioning is dust now. This is a heads up. Like it's all about this fucking dust, and it's basically dark matter. You know what I'm saying? What's the name but, of it, Don? You said and, dark oh, material. Oh, as a matter of fact, his, his dark, dark materials. His dark materials. That's a series but, um, or a movie? It's a series, yeah. Okay. It was a book, okay. and they turned it to a series. I forgot the name of the book, but it, but it, the the series is entitled His Dark Materials. But anyway, okay. let me get to my point. Um, they found out that Antarctica is not snow. It's dust. That's dust. Mm-hmm. And that, and shortly after they found that shit out, the crazy shit about it is, that's when your boy said, "Oh shit, I could block the sun using dust." Mm. Yeah, so they exposed the whole Antarctica shit. That's no, that's not real snow. It's dust. I can see that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. Right. Like all yeah. these movies and series is about dust. Now they they just coming out, giving everybody a heads up, and then in your so-called real life, the only motherfuckers that's interested in using dust is Bill Gates. 
and, and getting all that farmland out. is to see if because remember farmland there is no trees. It's, it's only open, the sun. Wide open plain. Yeah. Absolutely. Open. That's that's yeah. why he's using that as an experiment ground, as a shimpty, a laboratory to see if he can block mm-hmm. the dust for miles and miles and miles of right. open farmland. I, I can I can yeah. see that. Yeah. That's what they the did sun. with the. Cause that's what they did with the nuclear uh, bombs when they wanted to test it. They Damn. used all that land out there in the desert, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I can they see can that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They People some ridiculous, like 200,000 fucking acres of land. 200,000 plus acres of farmland he owns. I don't think y'all catch y'all that 200,000 acres. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, y'all. We officially in overtime. We is officially in overtime. But yeah. So Texas. How about one this Texas? They say um, it said tech exit. Uh, Texas means the Texans determine our own laws, and and not 2.5 million unelected in Washington. Why do they call it? Why do they say unelected? Like they all fraud. Who is that? Oh, the bureaucrats. Got it. Speed up, Tyson. Well, the bureaucrats of of uh, Washington. Those are all the all them people who all in them departments, state departments. All them people who hold jobs. Those are all bureaucrats. Got it. It says it means that we get a government that begins and ends at the borders of Texas. It means an end. To the giant sucking salt of $103 to $160 billion per year being siphoned from the pockets of Texas taxpayers. Most importantly, it means that for the first time in our lives, we control our own destiny. All right, you're talking. All right, Texas. It says they got all that shit. They said they want to be able to control what? Their own agriculture. Their own destiny. Yes. Agriculture, business and commerce, defense and secretary, secretary, defense and security, economy, education, energy and environment, their own government, um, health care, social services, international relations, law and order, sports, travel and transportation. Those are the things that they look to control. And can't, you can't be mad at that. Because they already know what they're trying to turn Texas into. All them influx of, of these West Coasters, these Californians and shit, taking over Texas. It's only a matter of time before Texas gets flipped. I don't think they, I don't know how much longer they'll be able to, uh, to, to hold Texas. So I can see why Texas wants to break off. Break off now before the invasion <laughs> takes hold. Let's 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 get out. Do you think it would be successful? That's my question to y'all. Will it gain uh, real steam and is it a, a real possibility? Oh, that's going to end up into a military situation. I, it's certainly a possibility for the people of Texas to uh vote it. They have votes if they can force it to a referendum, they have the votes to to have that declaration. Right. Now, once you make that declaration, and you talking about coming up from under Uncle Sam, at that point, Texas is going to have to be ready to fight. 
which I'm quite sure that the, the people would want that. These people are talking about selling us to the United Nations. Yes. They, they ain't have. talking about they it. Talking about they it. are. They doing it. The you know, no more city council, no more state legislation, no more mayors. You are now under the jurisdiction of the general, whatever they call, of the U.N. And everything that we do here now has to now be integrated with the rest of the global fucking world. Yes. Come on. John Kerry, out his mouth, I wrote it down. He said, "There." he said, what we want and what we've already started was 196 countries moving and doing the same thing. I repeat, John Kerry, who is the, the ambassador for America, said we have 196 countries moving and doing all the same things. That ain't global. If that ain't global governance, governance of of all countries, then what is? This country, there's no more sovereignty. No country can do as as they wish. Set and if you don't have sovereignty, you don't have private property. No. Yeah. That is. So if you don't have sovereignty, you do not have your property now falls under the right of the UN, and they can make any dictates for them and their stakeholders to resituate this as they please. And the stakeholder is not the common people. The stakeholder is the governments, y'all, not the people Correct. that you hear that they claim in the stakeholders are. Not the sub. They are subjects. Stakeholders are governments, and they're moving fast. <laughs> like, Very. I Very. mean, fast. We have that man. They have to rush this shit for people. By the time people catch wind to what's really happening, it'll be too far instituted. It, it, it's no way you can you can turn back. You're not gonna be able to get out of it. No, it's just it's crazy, man. But people all with the shits. They say the right words. They use the key phrases that make people feel all gushy and warm inside and shit. Oh, they're going to be able to help Africa. Africa's been shitted on for so long. They're going to be able to have equity and help them. And all the corporations that set up shop in Africa, they can no longer just exploit Africa, but they have to actually take care of the people and the land and the, and the soil, and they have to give them clean water and all those things. That's the utopia that That's they have the in hook. their head. That is, that is definitely the hook. Well, what they do is repossessing people's property and putting all private property in, in private few hands so that we will all be perpetual vassals. <laughs> perpetual. <laughs> like, perpetual means forever. What, what do people think? I mean, Joe Biden was the best friend with the goddamn Grand Wizards of the KKK. He he, he, he spoke with the man eulogy. <laughs> no, um. <laughs> That's no, documented. Um. Him and no, Bird. Uh, 
They they were Senator Moore, Bird. Yeah. Cool. This Hank Strong too. TV. Hank Strong this too. Is. Don't leave out Hank. Don't leave out Hank yeah. Strong. Hank Strong. And and this dude got on national. They got the clip. Go to YouTube. He said, I don't want these Negroes mixing with my kind because we're going to have a racial jungle out here if this shit continues on. That's what he said. You know what I mean? So people you don't have no epiphany one day and disavow that No, they say he shit. changed. His heart has changed. He's changed. He's an old man now. He's changed. He's softened. He's, he's changed. You know, he's all for it. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they're about to sell America off. Well, it's already sold off piece by piece. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the rest of it is going, you know, uh, up, up for sale. I think Come you're on, right. No, they have to. They have to dump in there real fast before people say, "Hold up." Wait a minute. And then, right. Yeah. And, and and I and people have to start watching outlets from out of the country. Correct. Stop watching Fox, MSNBC, CNN, Bloomberg, and them. You got to right. start watching outlets from other countries. RT, they they try to make RT sound that's Russian propaganda, but they be in, they be showing shit that this this is getting no coverage here. You know, right. like the like the Dutch riots right now. They're rioting in good old social democratic. Fucking yeah, you know, Denmark Scandinavia too. Right now. Old Denmark, we love Denmark, right? Denmark, right? We want to be like Denmark. Time. That's what he's saying. We want to be like yeah, Denmark, and man, Denmark over there rioting their asses off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way you can get wind. You can get wind of, of these policies that they're implementing in other countries. Canada, right now, this is how I'm. This is what I'm talking about because Canada. That first talk that that Trudeau had with Biden, they ain't reporting in this country what that conversation was about, have they? Mm-hmm. Let me know if it is. Did there anybody, any of these fucking outlets report the conversation that really happened between Trudeau and Biden? What the fuck did y'all talk about? But if no, you look at Canadian news. The news is not news, reporting anything but dumbass shit. We're right. not getting any news, really, to be honest. No. But if you look at the Canadian news, they tell you what they're talking about. And what it came out and said is that the Canadians partner, part, has partnered with China and want to build some kind of pipeline from China through Hawaii to California. Some type of pipeline. So they get rid of the, the, the Keystone shit, but they want to build a, they want to build a pipeline for China by way of California. California has some of the most richest oil reserves off of its coast. But they're going to tell you, through executive order, to stop drilling. No more drilling. But about to lease that land, will lease it to China. you got to remember, the most leases of ports are ports was done under the Obama administration with China. Do you know China holds 30- and 40-year leases 
or some American ports. 40-year leases. They controlled the docks. You don't hear me, though. That's kind of shit that they got going on. That's what it means being showed out to China. Because China cannot, um, they're not energy de- independent. This is right. why, this is why they fuck with Russia. This is why they fuck with the Afghanis. This is why they, you know what I'm saying? Because they need, they get a lot of natural gas and shit from these countries. So they need to import that to their billions of people. Billions Correct. of people. But, like I said, one of the richest oil reserves is off the coast of California. And by way of Canada, an American government, they want to build a pipeline that runs through Hawaii to California. No, And let's see if that gets reported in this country. But you can go to... Uh, what is that shit? What is that called over there? And uh, I don't, I forgot the I <clears throat> I usually save these kind of articles. I did not say, but I saw the fucking headline and I read the first paragraphs, and I was just looking at all the comments of the Canadians talking about um wow that there's partnering China right up under our noses while he puts on the show for the American people talking about we gonna leave Trump policy in as far as how we deal with China. It's a front for the people, but it's always backdoor deals being done. And they're going to do it by way of other countries. Because right, cause now we're, everything is international. It's global. So you, you do it with other countries. America doesn't have to take the forefront. They don't have to be out in front when those things come. I'm just saying. It's the kind of shit that they got going on. So Mr. Larry said that you get sold out to another country. This is how this is how the fuck it happens. This is why Jing Jing Ti is the opening speaker at Davos, and not right. an this American is how this gonna go representative. Down. This All is right. what we're gonna do. And Joe Biden can't do shit. <laughs> nothing. And Kamala Harris ain't gonna do shit. Can't do nothing. And in that regard, um, Don is, pro- is prophetic. Yeah. The, the, the only way would be to completely do like what the fuck Texas is doing. <laughs> they had enough real, real, real people, real patriots for that. Yeah. That's what it would take. People with a lot That's of guts. A lot of love. It's going to take a people a lot life. of guts. It's going to take a <laughs> lot of guts. Right. <clears throat> Texas will go. Georgia will go. Georgia just is sitting on a rigged system. You know, Georgia is right. a red state. You know what I mean? True. So Georgia will right. go. The Carolinas will go. Uh, the South will be oh. ready to go. It will probably be much like the Civil War. The same All states will be ready to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One by one. Texas in the Southern Belt. Yeah. Yeah, because they, 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 they can see, you know, anytime you're talking about writing an executive order, stopping all deportations, mm-hmm. that's all. And those people who, you know, who are in that legal market, they know they're illegal, so they do crime. They go above and beyond. 
because they could just, like, make up another idea. Don't nobody know who the fuck they are, really, because their asses are illegal. And you talking about halting all deportations. That's just like a free fall. Let's go to America. It's wide open. And uh, I, I don't blame Texas, you know, and uh, we're keeping our eye on Texas. For sure. I want to see what happens. I want to see what comes of it. If anything comes of that shit, that's gangster. But they, the people would be out. wise to take your advice, though, Neff. To, uh, people need to start, like, uh, digging for their news sources, you know, either outside of this country. Yeah. Uh, look on the alternative. They scare you with alternative media and all that. That's just big tech trying to scare you. Yeah, but, um, but people really need minions. to start digging. Yeah. yeah, but you got their minions who who trying to make that happen. Um, AOC, I like what you call it, a fake Latina. Yeah, she is a fake Latina. Yeah, comes comes out and says that they we need to rein in media, news media. What does that mean? Rain in news media. That means we have to control the information. So all these alternatives, all these people that got. Podcasts, mm-hmm. YouTubers, all these folks, mm-hmm. we have to start labeling them. Um, we we yeah. have to get them out of here. No no alternative, nothing. You know, no. You're not certified by us, you cannot be on. Yes. People going, we're going to have to start getting our own private, your own private service. That will be the only way around it. That's yep. it. Anything that's on the service of these main ones. You know, Google got a lot. Uh, Amazon got a lot of coverage. A lot of these, like when you go and you see get uh, Web Magic, $0.99 cent for a web, uh, and you go and get that website, that website has been hosted on these main lines. So they could put you off of there too. Um, your, your private server, they can't put you off because it's yours. Um, they will have to cut down the whole Internet to get that. But it's going to cause for people to start, you know, reaching out because we could reasonably expect that the news is just going to get more censored. Any black person, if you want to do a test, just go to your popular radio station and take note of the commentary. <laughs> and if that don't tell you they're trying to brainwash the hell out of you, nothing will. Uh, people are going to have to start reaching out and putting some of that lead work in for themselves. Yeah. Um, heads up to, you know, uh, kudos to, 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 to Miss Nicole Leon for having this platform. I remember a long time ago when she was on there and uh, I want to stay independent. I could have went with one of these motherfuckers, but they're not going to tell me what to say. And it, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, just think now. Little old us, big old us, really, but little old us, I guarantee you, you cannot get a handful of Nubians that's talking on this level. That's it. Just three. Can't do it. That's how serious it is. So uh, censorship will continue. You know, they make it seem like they got a poll out today that said Joe Biden approval rating is at 58%. Now, I don't think a president ever had goddamn 58%. See, I saw one that said he had 63. 
<laughs> you know? Man. Keith, man. We we we're yeah. gonna you know hang in there. We're watching Texas closely. Uh, uh-huh. We're really okay, watching we Texas to. to see what happens. Cause, you know, because then we got to talk about these um these bills that these Democrats got up up, up you know coming up yonder <sighs> that they're gonna push through by way of reconciliation. First one. Well, they're going to legalize all of that shit they just stole. They're gonna everything they did wrong with the election. They're about to make legal. Yeah, that was and that's HR one. You are, yeah. said that was a great um, segue. Because that's mm-hmm. H.R. 1. What is H.R. 1? H.R. 1, they gonna, this is how they're going to get niggas to, to fall for it because they always got to get niggas first. Niggas are the right. key. If you get them emotionally invested, we can pull it off. That's their Hold game plan. Yeah. Right? And what H.R. 1 is going to do, it's be, they're going to use, like, I'm telling you already, watch, watch. I said it here, on 27, they're going to use the language that they know from the 60s was a trigger word for us and a law that was a trigger word or a trigger situation for us that is the Voting Rights Act of 1965. They will reintroduce you and talk that language, the Voting Rights Act of 1965, the Voting Rights Act. And what they're going to do, we don't want no ID. We don't want none of that shit to be able to vote. Because we need to get rid of the things that we didn't get right in the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Think about that. Nobody has to even prove that they're even a citizen to vote, we in 2021, not 1950. They want to eliminate all that shit so they can continue to run roughshod over anything that looks like a, um, an election. You can call Chris to kiss that shit goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> They're about to take us all. We just got yes. back from visiting the land of emancipation, so they're about to take us all the way back. Yes. And they called it the People for the People Act. For the people. We got power to the people. Give the people what they want. They mm. got H.R. 1, to expand Americans' access to the ballot box. Reduce the influence of big money in politics. Strengthen ethics rules for public servants. And implement implement any other anti-corruption measure for the purpose of fortifying our democracy and for other purposes. See, that they, they, they're really good at language. They're good at the craft of language and, and using it mm-hmm. and, and framing it properly. That's what they are masters at. They're masters at framing framing a concept to get millions of people to ride for that concept. Because that sounds righteous. 
They have Everybody double meanings. Yeah, they does. give us symbolic language that we take on face value, where it means right. something different to them. Yeah, absolutely. Much different. You know, uh, um, that's how it starts. First, the first um, division is is voting. That's the first thing they're gonna attack is is the voting. I can't get into it. It's hella long, of course. Hella long. Oh my God! So many seconds. It's not even funny. We 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 can put it on. Uh, it's still heating up. Uh, I guess that it'll heat up. We could put that on for next week and go down through it. But these people talking about making legal to ballot harvest. Yes. Yeah. So you and I now can start a company and just okay, just give us ballots. Just give it to us. And we can take all those ballots. Right. No verification, no nothing. Just dump all of those ballots, and it's good to go. Yeah, we got hell of it. Here's the first section, part one, promoting Internet registration. Two, automatic (laughs) voter registration. Three, same-day voter registration. Part four, conditions on removal on on the basis of interstate cross-checks. It's just, it's going to go mm-hmm. on forever. Number five, other initiatives to promote voter registration. <laughs> Number six, the availability wow. is wild. And then, and, um, yeah, voter registration of minors? So they want to change the age. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got change you. the age and then... Uh, give them the permission, that, like they did the vaccines. You can go vote without your parents' permission. Right. Here you go. Right Come here. on, Lord Johnny. Part 10, Section 1094, acceptance of voter registration applicants for individuals under 18 years of age. So you have your <laughs> dumbass 15-year-old voting. Oh, they're going to be able to play it. I mean, gosh. <laughs> Shit is crazy. Well, see, ah. this, see, this is the thing. They got to do all of that now. They got to do all these smoke and mirrors because what we have found out through this process is that our election system has been thoroughly rigged for a very long time. The mm-hmm. people have been under the illusion of a fair election, and by implication, we're sitting on a boatload of fraudulent representatives which explains yeah. how we got stuck with AOC, mm-hmm. how we got stuck with Elon the Ingray. I don't even know how in the hell Tlaib <laughs> got into office at Detroit, in Detroit of <laughs> all, all the places. They born. don't rock with Arabs up in Detroit. <laughs> they do not rock with them Arabs like that in Detroit. They got a war going on up in Detroit. Everybody from Dearborn and their mama voted for her. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so they got to hit us with all this bamboozle, and and it's working. It's working. It, it it really is. I mean, black people, we just you know, Kamala's in office, victory, forever. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> victory forever. <laughs> but these is about to legalize authoritarianism. It's going to be like yeah. the Russians. Yeah, real authoritarianism. And I put that shit on my um. Did I put that on my Facebook? I'm like, boy, y'all call that other nigga fascist. Now he's about to hit this real authoritarian. Hey, then they're uh, about to make rule. it against the law. If you even speak out against them. 
They make it. You can't even. What was that executive order? He banned China virus. Right. So you can't say China virus no more. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what anti-Asian discrimination <laughs> looks like. Can you tell me and what that, that shit goes looks like? with anti-Asian? Yeah, those two matches. Yeah. What anti-Asian look like? I don't generally. They doing pretty right. They doing pretty all mix right. Mix with Asians on a daily basis. Do you mix with Asians? Not on a large. I don't. In the carry I don't out. For the most part. Um, I, no, when it comes to everyday interactions, no. Um, occasionally, you know, unless I'm buying some Chinese food or some Japanese shit, but they, you know, messing with some Southeast Asians. We got a lot of uh, Southeast Asians out here in Cali. Got a lot mm-hmm. of Filipinos and shit. Um, you know, got a lot of um, Laos. People from Laos, south of Vietnam, or Cambodia, yeah, a lot of that out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are lower class Asians, so they're a little bit different. they kind of like the niggas of Asians. It's a little bit different. The Laotians and shit, the black, the mm-hmm. dark ass Asians, they get treated a little bit different. But if we talking about those from the mainland, if we talking about China. those Asians from the mainland, mm-hmm. you know. I you know I, I I deal with them occasionally. I deal with them doing business interactions, but you know, yeah, I, I don't know how I, I yeah, I don't know too much discrimination going on with with, with they folks. They um, white folks like to do business with Asians very much so, even though they Asian people uh, don't like white folks, but they do. They they like them, so. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they have Asian. a quality That's we Asian. don't have. They be about that business. Right. They ain't got to live and love each other. What's the business? Right. You know what I'm saying? We, we're a little bit different uh, in that regard. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But that well, Voting Right Act is going to put the nail in the coffin. Ain't it? If that pass is done. What is the other place you said that would be that you think will succeed? Georgia. Um, Shout Texas, out to Georgia. Georgia, South Carolina. Definitely. Wow. Shout out Tennessee. to the Georgia representatives right now because they like, look at here. Remember how I just showed you they don't want to make sure you have no ID or nothing, none of that? Georgia yeah. lawmakers just said, nigga, we need two, we need two uh, copies of ID, motherfucker. We want two. Right. I mean, they trying to buy that Hennessy. They ain't got no problem with showing no ID. I don't see why voting should be an issue. How is that even an issue? Like I said, this is this is twenty twenty one. Everybody got ID, some form of identification. Right, and if you don't got one, fine. You just don't vote. That's all. (laughs) You can't participate. That's all. If you ain't got no ID, you don't vote. You won't be the first person who don't vote. You won't right. be the last. Now, right. if you plan on participating, I mean, you need an ID for uh, every. You can't even go into a government building. Try to go to Nancy Pelosi's office. Right. You got to show a ID check-in. You got to do a whole lot of stuff to walk through that Capitol. Right. And I'm sorry, that's not voter suppression, motherfuckers. That's just common sense. Common sense. Like you say, you can't buy that drink. You get carded for your drink. And they have a card, and they have an ID. Right. When you go down to get your SNAP card, right? right. Nobody talking about you alcohol. You got to show so proof. <laughs> <laughs> this is alcohol suppression. I should be able to drink. 
Without Hell no, nah, they show their ID. <laughs> right. In a in a part in a heartbeat. Let that check come in the right. mail. I gotta cash my check. This is not right. check suppression. When you go to a okay. check cash in place. When you wanna rent <laughs> something out, you gotta show your ID. Go go ahead and you try know, to rent you an apartment. Just, Shout out to Nate Best. She said you show your ID to see an apartment. Absolutely. So is that apartment her- suppression? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There's a part of suppression. Talk, talk, talk about voter suppression. Black right. people is voting at a 20% clip as it is now. Let's get real. Yeah. And that's fine. You know what I mean? I don't have no judgment, but that's what the numbers are. But that's what they're going to do now. Yeah. They're going to that make, is, make that's us. What they want to, yeah. Mm, I, I hate to do that. They, they want to get that in. Internet, anybody. Yeah, and they're going to use that that Voting Rights Act conversation. They know that's near and dear to to niggas. That act near and dear. It's Friday. Make sure sure you don't let them take away your right to vote. (laughs) Put out Exactly. Oh, man. The voice for that shit is D.L. Ugly. I need somebody to slap oh. him in his fucking mouth, man. Like, for real. I never thought he was a hell of a funny cat to be. I honest. never liked his comedy. Never. Right. right. Never. Corny. Yeah. Corny. So, I got one now. I got I got, yeah. I got. What you got? What you I got, got one. I know you got plenty. The Proud Boys. Enrique. Okay. They put out an article today. And come to find out, Enrique, who is the leader of the Proud Boy, is an FBI agent. He's an FBI informant and has been one since 2012. Whoa, wait a minute. says that, uh, go to my line if you're up. He's a a CI? Yeah, go to my, if you go to my line, you'll see the article. Let me check it out. They called him, you know, when they say you're a federal informant, let's keep that shit real. We know what that means. Yes, Enrique, the head of the Proud Boys. Now, when we looked at the Proud Boys, my guards went up because all of a sudden, right, maybe a week or two before the elections, they get thrust into the spotlight. Ain't nobody know who the Proud Boys was. Now, all of a sudden, Proud Boys, Proud Boys. They were created in 2016 at the same time Black Lives Matter was created. Because mm. uh, remember, mm. 2014, 15 is when Obama put that operation into motion because he was coming okay. out of office, right? Remember right. Black Lives Matter? They flared, then they pulled them back a little bit, then they was, put um, them back out Black there. Mike, right? Yeah, so they Black created Proud Boys at the same time. And Enrique was on the federal rolls. So okay, he I'm looking was at him. informing on everybody. So, so he's a plant. He was just so a plant. So it, it goes back to the issue Dawn brought up earlier. When she said she was looking at her sources and come to find out all these neo Nazis outfits are government created. Until the grassroots get serious and go rogue, they demonize mm. them to go shut it down because they got to get that off the street. Proud Boys was the same thing. Wow. So, 
they sold black people on. Oh, look at the racist Proud Boys. See, Trump, right. he, he, he a Nazi. And people don't even know what a Nazi is. You know, it's a system. It's not a person. So they don't even know. And uh, come to find out, that was an FBI outfit the whole time. Wow. I'm looking. It says, Enrique Torrio, the leader of the Proud Boys extremist group, has a pass as an informer for the for the federal and local law enforcement. Repeatedly working undercover for investigators after he was arrested in 2012, according to a former prosecutor in a um, transcript in 2014, federal court proceedings obtained by Reuters. In the Miami hearing, the federal prosecutor and a Federal Bureau of Investigation agent and Torrio's own lawyer described his undercover work and said he had helped authorities prosecute more than a dozen people of various cases involving drugs, gambling, and human smuggling. Torrio, in an interview with Reuters Tuesday, denied working undercover or cooperation in cases against others. I don't know any of this, he says. He, um, when asked about the transcript, I don't recall any of this. Law enforcement, <laughs> law enforcement officials <laughs> in the court transcript, transcript contradict uh, Torrio's denial. In a statement to Reuters, the former federal prosecutor in Torrio's case, Vanessa Singh Jonas, confirmed that he cooperated with local and federal law enforcement to aid in the prosecution of, of, of those running other separate criminal enterprises ranging from running marijuana grow houses in Miami to operating pharmaceutical fraud schemes. So he a jack-of-all-trades kind of snitch. Okay, okay. He can wear many hats. Torrio 36. Ooh, he a young snitch, too. 36. Torrio 36 is a high-profile figure who organizes and leads the right-wing Proud Boys in their confrontations with those they believe to be Antifa, short for anti-fascism, an amorphous or often violent leftist movement. The Proud Boys were involved in daily insurrection bullshit. Um, Wow. So, was he public, was he outed um, purposely, or did... You know, I'm trying to put um, the angle they're, they're gonna, the angle. Yeah, hell yeah, his ass was out of because they want to, because they got this fake impeachment going on. Because mm-hmm. they're going to ride this, this trying, even though the man is out of office. They're going to ride, well, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But they're going to ride right, that right. so they can't ride it no more. Because remember, they got to keep all these niggas under. They got to put some things in place before we can let the black people wake up. And we need to use them for the voting right acts and what you're explaining. So they got to keep them under that spell. So they got this fake impeachment because you can't impeach somebody who's not in office. Impeachment is right. only relative to being in that office. Right. That's only Outside right of that, it really. has no mm-hmm. meaning. Yeah. Right. has no meaning whatsoever. They know that. So now I'm thinking they're going to, because remember, they tried to tie tie him to the Proud Boys before. And he right up said, I don't know the Proud Boys. Yeah, I think it was in one of the debates they had asked him that question. He said, I don't particularly know who they are, but I don't know what they're doing. 
So they're going to tie the Proud Boys to Trump to try to substantiate him trying to incite a riot that wasn't a riot. You know what I mean? So they're going to try to tie Trump through that through the whole Proud Boys. Now, here's the thing. This is getting crazy. So when we was coming to town, it was two days. It wasn't just the sixth. It was two days, the fifth and the sixth. I got footage from both, right? So the night before, it was a big thing down in Plaza. So when Enrique comes into town, they arrest him and get him off the street. So when does he come to D.C., right? But now that we know the guy is a damn federale, that arrest takes on the whole light. So he done instigated those people to come to town. They conveniently arrest him so he's not there. So they're taking care of their asset, basically. That's how you do it. I come and lock you up to make it look like I'm locking you up. But really, you know, I'm taking you out of it. When all those people go raise hell at the Capitol, we're going to, you know, lock their asses up. That's huge right there. That 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 is huge. So that means these people have been running the game of all game on a lot of goddamn people because we're thinking Antifa and Proud Boys are fighting each other. When they're not, <laughs> they're all ran right. by the same. All of that, Black Lives Matter, Proud Boys, Antifa, all of them are one and the same, giving us the impression that there's this big racial divide or whatever it is they're trying to create. But the fact that his ass, it, it, they printed it. I didn't print it. You didn't print it. Now, they say the man been on tape. He's been snitching on everybody he come across. He took down, what, a marijuana ring? Right. Uh, Human uh, trafficking, uh, supposedly, <laughs> all this other stuff. Right. <laughs> he, he got around. Of a Rike. He got around. He put in work. But, um, he's hot. But yeah, so man. That's wow. Uh, that's gotta 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 stay out of those groups, man. Gotta stay out of those groups. Gotta yeah. Gotta stay out of those groups. They always get yeah. infiltrated, and just to think that the, the, they put the head dude in charge, who was uh, the fucking informant. My God! So when Don had brought that up earlier about the new Black Panther Party, I, my head was like, hold on, this is just like in real, oh, not Malik, <laughs> like, not Mr. Zulu, Shabazz. Okay. Straight informant. Oh. I, we, I, got, we, I think we kind of had a sense that he might be working for them people. He moved this so how they, Just how they was rolling with the Trayvon thing and all that stuff putting on a show with about yeah. six motherfuckers showing up and, you know. Yeah, yeah they was, yeah, yeah. Definitely you can yeah. tell that they was agitated. He you can kind of tell they were working. Yeah, you can kind of tell. While they're sitting there burning out all these black businesses, <laughs> he talking about power to the people. <laughs> it ain't burning well, out people's stores and shit. That's not cool. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, so we got... We got. I got it. We got to talk about this before we get ready to close it out, Mr. Lowry. So, mm-hmm. when it came to the the vaccines, you know, 
here they go again saying niggas are not they're they're using the term um equity again equitable distribution of the vaccine so they they're using the the skin the skin game right now talk about white folks are being vaccinated at twice the pace as black folks here's the thing niggas don't want that shot right okay that's what they won't say niggas don't want it so they tried originally with Kamala she just got her second dose on TV uh, Brock lied to all you niggas. He ain't take shit on TV. Has he taken it on TV? I haven't. I seen haven't it. seen him. Because mm-hmm. he promised niggas, I'm going to take that shot on TV. Has Barack taken it on television, anybody? Uh, uh, people on El Clue oh, Radio, family over there, did, did Barack get on uh, TV and, and, and take the shot? I don't think mm. he did. I, I don't recall. Him or myself. Okay. Right, so they they used um, damn. J one said no, she ain't seen it. Nope. So they 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 faked it with Kamala. They did Jesse Jackson. They killed Hammer and Hank. Mm. Uh, who else they had take it? That was a uh, a nigga that's uh. It was a doctor in Cali recently that took it. His second shot died right after they gave him the second shot. I heard. Mm -hmm. Right, I heard. So, right, so they tried to get LeBron. LeBron is smarter than I thought. He completely ignored that shit altogether. Like, I'm not even. (laughs) He left that shit alone. Now he ain't got nothing to say. He ain't got shit to say. He's like, like, we had LeBron. LeBron, like, I don't even know what he's talking about, though. I, he, he said nothing. single-handedly destroyed the fun of the NBA, single-handedly. Man, with all that China talking shit, don't be telling yeah. niggas, say, don't be talking about that, you're going to destroy a lot of people economically, spiritually. I think mm. when he said that yeah. shit, that's what he But, LeBron was smart. He was because the former Surgeon General, that nigga, said, LeBron, we would like for you, you should, you should take it on television. <laughs> And, um, you know, <laughs> take it on TV and, and encourage people. Uh, I, LeBron did this. He was like, nigga, let me put down this phone. I'm not tweeting. I ain't he has not I'm going to act like I didn't even hear it. Mm-hmm. Nobody, he did not call my name. So, I like but, that one. True. Right. But they always get one. They always get one. Pop up, Tyler Perry. All mm-hmm. right. Pat Tyler. Hey. Right. Tyler. Hello. You built a really nice studio here, out here in Atlanta. We allowed right. you to, to do that. We we have people that supported you and, and helped fund that. It's a beautiful studio. You named it after Cicely Tyson and Oprah Winfrey and mm-hmm. Sidney Piorte and all those great black actors, Paul Roverson and Great distribution. Right. You've done great things. You you got mm-hmm. your own deal with Liongate. And, wow, you've done quite well for yourself. We need you to put in some work right now. So, not only do we want you to take it, we want to use 
your directorial ability and create specials for for your people receiving the COVID shot. Can, can you do that for us, Tyler? Because you know you you have beautiful shit here. You want to keep that, don't you? Want to keep it? We need you to go ahead, hook up with a uh, BET, and uh, we need you to run COVID nineteen vaccine promotion, sir. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Put in that work, baby. Like a good little boy. And, and here you go. Let's let's listen to Tyler tell it himself. Media mogul Tyler Perry. I like saying media mogul. I want to say it again. Media mogul Tyler Perry. That's what he is. Is raising awareness about the coronavirus vaccine in a new special for BET, which is owned, by the way, by Viacom CBS. This is video of the filmmaker getting the first dose. Brady Health System in Atlanta approached Tyler Perry to get the shot to help get the word out. Black Americans, as you've heard, are disproportionately affected by the virus. And one in three, think about that, are hesitant about getting this vaccine. How are niggas disproportionately affected by the virus? Can anybody actually answer that question for me? They never proved that. Yeah, I just just wondered how black folks are disproportionately affected. And you know disproportionate is one of those trick words you're talking about yes, it now. Is. I was just about to ask what the fuck disproportionate means. <laughs> they just they separate you out of the entire population and just do a correlation within your population and then take the result of that and give you a higher percentage in the context and something that you wasn't involved in the greater. So they'll take 100 black people and say, okay, 50 have it. So then they'll say, okay, 50% of black people have it. Then take that 50% and put it in the overall population and then say they are disproportionately affected because among their group, 50% of them have it. But then when you take that same 50% and put it in the overall population, just raw numbers, that comes all the way down. So the, the boosted up, they just do they they separate us and just do an in-house percentage, uh, in-house ratio. That's what disproportionately means. I looked it up and say some shit like to an extent that is too large or too small in comparison. Correct. With so, something else. Right. So according mm-hmm. to them, if we are a minority in. 13% of the population, how is it disproportionately right. affecting niggas as compared this to the greater equity population? equity and equality to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's a screwed up sense of equity right there, man. That shit is off right there. Man. Equity and equality. Yeah. It's that second. But mind you, this is a black bitch reading a narrative that's fed to her, right? Absolutely. Who is that, Gail? Not. Yes, it is. You know it. Gail, bitch ass. That's Gail. You know it. Oh, you know it. God. <clears throat> yeah. It's just the other stat is that niggas not taking it. They want to say one in three is hesitant. I, I'm going to say one in eight. Well, if eight, it's three of us in the room, it's three of us ain't taking that shit. That's right. They're lying. They're fucking lying. They're lying like shit. Ain't nobody lying. The birds of a feather know better. Yeah, but if it's eight in the room, Mm -hmm. 
and 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 now me, you, and and Larry is the three out of the eight that yeah. don't Monica know these say motherfuckers. Yeah. We still the goddamn three that's gonna say hell no nah, while the five say hell yes. Yeah. So we don't even know them motherfuckers. We just end up coming there. Somebody sent us an invite to come over to their house. We don't even know these type of nigga mentality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Who's right. even dumb enough to do that shit? That's yeah. Yeah, it still will be three. You know what I'm saying? But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's three. It's area three, motherfucker. Depending on who you are. Yeah, but so, I know. So they're trying who, to manufacture um, consent now, is what they're trying to do? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. They the fucking NBA commissioner said that shit. Like, remember the nigga? We want the fucking black NFL player, NBA players to, to, to do take the goddamn take the goddamn vaccine so that so that the goddamn we young niggas and young 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 nigger females will will follow them niggas to do the shit. Right. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it's for. Because so they boom. Never... So they wow. Tyler Perry, bitch ass. But I'm mm. been on to. The way Tyler Perry, one out of three is, is one out of three transsexuals, one out of three cross-dressers, one out of three right. homosexuals, one out of three lesbians, one out of three him. black women that love to see men dress up with bitches' clothes and, t- and act like bitches. It's going to follow yeah. his ass, but not all of us. That's right. Yeah. Shit. That's that one out of three of mm. that kind. So now they about to but up. But I'm been knowing to them that they're so stupid, though. But I went, I live in a predominantly Caucasian neighborhood, area, city, right. town. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Nigga, when Tyler Perry movie dropped uh, the year before COVID, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. didn't go to watch Tyler Perry. We went to watch another fucking movie. Okay. All the white people was in there watching Tyler Perry. They love this motherfucker. So I'm been knowing to them, crackers see Tyler Perry, they gon' motherfucking do it now. Not niggas. Yeah, they taking the they shot. They do they, it more. they serious yeah, about them, it. Them, the white kids, the white, yeah. the little white fucking, fucking Toto and goddamn Scooby-Doo fucking kids, they <laughs> love this motherfucker. Mom, right. white moms and dad take their kids to see this black man act like a fucking black woman. And they love it. When he when he came out, it was boo, boo too. That Halloween shit. We went to watch something else. They were packed. They came from Edenson, Georgia. Yeah. They came from goddamn Sparta. They came from goddamn Milledgeville. Mm. They came all over and packed that goddamn theater up to watch his shit. That's when I realized. White people love this motherfucker. They the ones that made that nigga damn near a billionaire. Niggas ain't make that nigga that shit. He gets they a little redundant him. in his movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. goddamn, Tyler, how many yeah, times so do you anybody, do this It's going to be the Caucasians that um, line up because Tyler. Okay. Tyler. And his name is Tyler. That's a white uh, motherfucker's very name. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. Tyler. They, 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 Tyler. The white people crazy. You know, I have a colleague who took the, this dumb motherfucker went and took a trial. Yeah, I just took a trial because it's two shots. It's not one. So the first shot this dumb motherfucker took was a trial. So he said, Man, I gotta go to the doctor. I think I'm coming down with arthritis or something. Like, what you mean? When I wake up, 
I can't bend my hands. I don't know what's wrong. Man, I have to, like, use my other to bend it. My hands are stiff. And I said, your hands are stiff? That's when he backed it up. Well, I think I got arthritis. The other day I went and took the clinical trial, right? <laughs> you did what? Then I had to catch myself because I'm not getting into that conversation. Really, I'm not. Right. So he's like, yeah, I went and took the trial, and uh, – I got to go back a week, but I don't know if they gave me the actual or the placebo, right? I said, what do you mean the actual or the placebo? <laughs> He's like, well, one is just a shell of the vaccine, and one is the actual vaccine. And whatever but they told you, they tell you that bullshit. Both of them is on a trial goddamn basis. I said, so you went into a vaccine. That's trial. So trial means you don't know what that thing yeah. is going to do. And right. he was excited. So I said, damn, did you talk that shit over with your wife before you did it? Well, it was her idea. So your wife made you take it. I said, did you have, like, any pushback against your wife when she told you to come and take a trial vaccine? Did so, anybody have uh, a pushback on the eight black women that stole Georgia for the white man? No. Black men was lined up right with their bitches. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 Uh, he pretty much said uh, in in a way that's exactly what the fuck he said. Like you know something, you bring up a very good question, Clifford. <laughs> like. <laughs> for real, like shit. For you to contemplate. They only listen. They don't listen when the bitch got them telling them something right. They listen when the bitch tells them something wrong. Fuck me in the ass. I sure will. Right. So he runs around with all right and all in his head. Anything unhealthy, they they pay days. That's when they obey the black woman. (laughs) Anything Mm -hmm. unhealthy, (laughs) unsanitized. Man. Like you went and took a fucking trial. Whew. Ain't no way in here. I ain't no way. I'd probably tell a doctor to do that shit if I had license insurance on that fucking nigga. Go get that child. Go find that nigga again. Ask him to do this. Do that. 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 Mm. You, you, you goddamn dive in the water with piranhas first, and if you make it out alive, it's good. It was safe to go in the water, motherfucker. Man, please. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the on, man. We gonna watch and see how that shit reacts to you ten years down the line, man. That's just. Man, you know, I ain't fucking with none of that shit. I'm just gonna be. Ever. I'm gonna shake my head when I hear fast story and then laugh after I shake my head. <laughs> That's how it's been so far. Yeah. I've been reading sad mm. stories and just shake my head and then. <laughs> <laughs> Read sad stories. I just put something Like she don't even need this. <laughs> yeah, so they, they broke out Tyler. They thought Tyler was going to be. Uh... Oh, man. Uh, well, I'm going to go to that article. Did, did, he, did he take the vaccine? Because, um. um mm, Ten hours ago. This was released ten hours ago. Oh, okay. Mm. Black people are, uh, what's that word, um, gathering now in the homes and talking to friends. You think we should do it? Now that Tyler do it? Yeah, Tyler Perry did it. So anything yeah. happens. 
You know, child yeah. ain't finna risk his motherfucking life for you niggas. <laughs> the fuck wrong right. with y'all dumbass motherfuckers? Right. That shit ain't no more water when it's that saline <laughs> went inside that motherfucker. Right. right. right about that, that shit is water, motherfucker. That nigga ain't finna do that shit like got good for him. Motherfucker, <laughs> he goddamn gonna fuck it up for you low-life ass niggas. <laughs> that nigga wanna have some water and that shit. Because, hey, nigga, if I'm goddamn finally done got, became, was homeless and now I'm rich as fuck, you think I'm gonna risk my yeah. motherfucking life for you niggas with the real fucking... Poison right. in my system. Right. Right. Even the goddamn Pfizer motherfucker, the CEO of Pfizer was like, I am not taking that taking motherfucking that. vaccine because I don't want to jump the line. <laughs> like, nigga, my stock's going up. Hell, is you talking about? You think I'm about okay. to take this shit now? Bitch, you stupid. Like, you know how you do I don't want to jump the line. Hell right. yeah, that right. motherfucker's like, hell no, I ain't doing no fuck shit like that. I ain't trying to jump the line. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to jump the line. Said. He said, I'm not taking this vaccine because I want you to take it. I want to mm. give you the the information so you can make your own choices. I think what's the 411 then, nigga? Right. He don't know. That shit is a <laughs> That's trial. what I think about. The 411, nigga, mind you, obviously niggas ain't paying attention then because they supposed to be looking at Biden and not Tyler Perry. Biden so-called came out and said, goddamn, hydroxychloroquine is motherfucking good and everybody could take it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. So now niggas in line getting shot up now that Tyler Perry, I'm next. (laughs) <laughs> but motherfucker, all you needed was a, was a goddamn hydroxychloroquine. We left that one out. Now, if you add that to the mix of the many lies that they're they just yeah. telling lies on top of a lie. They worse than a cheating man, man. I yeah, tell you, those now, lies now it's really... good. Now it's good. FDA yeah. let it back out. Remember, that shit was dangerous, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Nobody take it. Doctors done lost their job coming out, done got their Facebook <laughs> confiscated and shit, banned from YouTube, talking about it, the same motherfuckers. And now Biden, this motherfucking fake-ass president, is like, hydroquacolacolacol. Everybody right. gets it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Biden said. Trump was the bad guy and shit. Don't listen to him. He's putting your life in danger. Listen to Fauci. Yeah, Fauci co-signed on it. Everybody no co-signed on it today. No fact check. Remember, they fact checked yeah. Trump's ass on that shit. They fact checked the hell out of him all on the man's Twitter. Fact check. Oh, yeah. Hydro. Yeah, fact check our ass for it, too. Yeah. and said, this is violation number one. Post a hydroquinone again. Yeah. We're going to kick your ass out for 48 days. Yeah. <laughs> With that big-ass notice, this is a fake hardcore. <laughs> okay. Hey, but that's what it is, man. That's what they got shit going on, man. Um, be warned. That's the, that's the best we yeah, can do, Don. Yeah, I've been warned. I mean, but yeah. us here, we, we wise enough to stay far and yeah. clear from that shit. We ain't for, we just watching the movie, yeah. man. We watching the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we the niggas the on the sideline talking shit about y'all niggas <laughs> playing in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dumbass motherfucker, get your ass to stop being extra. <laughs> Sit your ass down <laughs> with us, motherfucker. Right. You're like, you know, you're the second person I know who said they had fucking osteoporosis overnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, 
don't fucking shot. stop being an extra in these folk mm. goddamn experiments and sit your head down. Yeah. What else? Right, you know. All right, well. Okay, I'll take care all right. of it. All right, y'all, man. That's the show for tonight. I want to thank all y'all right, for staying up and rocking with us, as always, for another episode of High Damn Politics. I will give you hand claps, but the board is uh, done right now. So <coughs> thank you, Mr. Lowry, for rocking with us, as always. <sighs> Don Nicole Leon for coming in and dropping them jewels. <laughs> Everybody, Zena, so still, I see Twain Star Ethereum. What's up, Matt? Them DJ One, you know. All shout out to the people. Next bets, um, Sweeto Shoes. Did I say Zena? I, I see Newbie in here. Newbie done creeped up in here. What's good with you, Newbie? Uh, you know, Jio and everybody else. So that's what it be, man. That's what it is. So. You know, I love doing it, so we're going to do it again next Wednesday, all right? And um, we get ready for the greatest show on the Donna Colleone Show, 12 New Eastern Standard Time. Let's do it, all right? Love y'all, man. Y'all be safe out here in these streets, all right? Go home. Do what you got to do. Bring your ass home. And listen to WGAG Radio. You'll be safe for the rest of your life. Peace. <laughs> all right.